time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on the largest internet radio network in the world, Live 365, and, and on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. No, what is On Twin Talk Cast. On Twin Talk Cast. <laughs> I can't hear me, Jose. Yeah, it's, it's you, man. Don't talk to me about that. Anyways, uh, we are also on www.twintalkcast.com, which is the coolest, coolest twin website you can find out there. It's just the coolest website you can find out there. and we've because, got, because we're cool like that. And we got great things coming onto the website. The website ex- is expanding. We're going to be adding content. We're going to be adding other radio shows, some blogs, and some video. Check it out. Stand by. Starting up very, very soon. Uh, uh, Tales from the Sunset Strip with Willie Bass. Awesome. Coming soon to Twin Top when, with Jose. Man, I can't wait, man. Starts Friday, baby. Right on. There's a there's a big bus on there. I've been reading reading a lot of articles. It starts on it. Friday. Has it even started yet? Broadcasting <laughs> live from the John Lovitz uh, uh, Comedy Club on on the on the premiere show, and it's going really? to be awesome. The brother Jimi Hendrix's brother Leon Hendrix is going to be a special guest with Willie Bass on Friday Friday afternoon, three p.m. And on you Twin can on TwinTalkCast.com because the Twinpire is growing. Eh? Sure is. Sure People is. People know. People know they want to be part of the Twimpire. I want you all to know that you can always, uh, throughout our shows, please, anytime, please friend us on Facebook and become our friend and uh, post us on Twin Talk Show. Post on our wall on Twin Talk Show. Uh, Throughout the show, you can chat us up that way. Also, you can also chat. Don't be shy. Don't be shy, y'all. We really do. It's really my brother and me who are are right there chatting with you on Facebook and on Twitter. It really is. We don't got one of those professionals and shit that does that. Also, I want, I want you it, also man. you can, you know, give us a call throughout the show right into Theo Luis's garage via the old fashioned way. Just dial 626 275 twin. That's 626-275-8946 and we'll chat with you. Yeah, we'll take your call. <laughs> Please call. You know, it kind of hurts my feelings when you don't. Eh? He's so insecure, I mean, dude. I mean, it's okay. You can listen to me later on the podcast because we're iTwins. Uh, and you can listen to us uh, at Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on iTunes. But but if you're listening live, give us a call. Eh? And you know what? Since he was mentioning our webpage at TwinTalkCast.com, all our shows are being uh, uh, archived for podcast, And they are available, available on demand. So just go to TwinTalkCast.com, click on Previous Podcasts, and we have a whole archive of shows, and you can subscribe to them also. And they're also on iTunes, but check it out. On that last week's podcast, we had the, uh, the coolest, uh, uh, awesome, uh, sweet, and very perky uh, jazz and standard singer Annie Selig. Yes. Here in the garage, eh? I-, I wouldn't call her perky. Perky is a little more like... 
preppy, you know, like, and she's cooler than that. She is. She's Nothing wrong with preppy white she's, girls, but yeah. she's more cool. She's more like bohemian. There you go. You know she's got the long dreadlocks and uh, a beautiful voice. Uh, uh, she's what I really believe, and I think I got an ear for this, brother. I really do. I got, I got a, like a sixth sense on these kind of things. Yeah, I believe. She's, she's, uh, she's, our, she's very popular and very uh, 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 renowned jazz standard singer. And, and uh, she was here, and we talked to her about her music, about what she's performing. Also talked about, played a couple of her tracks, you know. And Dude, you missed the show, man. I didn't miss the show. I was there. No, I mean, when she performed over at Vitello's. But but uh, she was she shared a couple of tracks here, and she led us in a, a impromptu singing circle. Well, also, stay tuned later today, because we're going to play, as music break, we're going to play one of her tracks. It's going to be this one. And so stay tuned. She's awesome. We're going to be playing one of her tracks for the music break. What else is going on today, show on our show, brother? Uh, today we also have a call by uh, from the spokesperson for the United Farm Workers of America, Maria Machuca. She'll be calling in and telling us uh, a couple of the initiatives they got going on right now. Uh, you know, the uh, it's been so hot. So uh, uh, there's a couple of initiatives that uh, are are out there to protect uh, farm workers there. And also we have solar and climate and now uh, chemtrail expert Dane Wing- Wingington. Do you know what a chemtrail is? I, I've heard of chemtrails and contrails and uh, big fat booty tails. <laughs> but you know what? I actually did a story with NBC Los Angeles and the great or the great, I shouldn't say, the great Paul Moyer on chemtrails. Talk about booty tails. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so tell the li- let our <laughs> listeners know what it is. Anyways, uh, well, chemtrails are they're not chemtrails. Uh, a chemtrail is an airplane that leaves like fumes from the motor and shit. These are fumes that are intently put, intentionally put out there, and uh, by who we'll find out and what the purpose of them and what the implications are uh, but from uh, Dane Winnington Wigington later on. Also, we have a mad Republican, uh, a- angry Republican. Angry we have an angry Republican on the show. His name is Stephen Showers, who has been garnering some controversy in his neighborhood of Newberry Park in Southern California. How Be- you garner gardening the high? <laughs> you got he, seeds for that? Let me tell you, the gentleman has post has built a 14 foot neon sign in his front yard, stating basically that Mitt Romney, the presidential candidate for the Republican Party, is a racist. And uh, not only is it obviously inflammatory, not only is it is it inflammatory, but it's neon lights, and the city has been going to his door saying, "Hey, maybe he needs to tur- uh, you know turn it off because it's uh, violating code." We're gonna talk to him. <laughs> Just tag it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I spoke to him earlier today. He's a very interesting guy, and uh, I got to tell you, I want to hear from him. Uh, we will talk to him. All right. You know. Anyway, wait, wait, wait up, wait up. Hey, hold on. That's the music for. <laughs> the United Farm Workers Union is going to be here with us later. This is their background music. <laughs> also, later on in our show, as we do every week with our uh, from uh, direct from Telemundo and NBC, our multimedia journalist, all around awesome, cool chick, and my date for tomorrow for breakfast. Ms. Jackie Casas with the News and Dirty Laundry. What's going on later on in the News and Dirty Laundry, my dear? Hey, guys. Um, tonight, I have the latest on Hurricane Isaac, which has just landed in southern Louisiana. Also, You know what the Latinos call Isaac? 
Ay, 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 Zek. He landed? Duh. That's so stupid. There's a hurricane out there. You're not supposed to be flying and shit. Also, everyone gets busted for DUIs, even though those who you go to for spiritual enlightenment... Uh, I'll give you details on oh, who that is that got a DUI <laughs> over the oh, weekend. Oh, no. And finally, a new pot study says you might be slashing IQ points at a later age if you started smoking marijuana early on. Oh. <laughs> mm, I'll uh, give you more effects of that study. Not Charlie, man. And I, w- and I will tell you that, uh, you know, I might, agree, I might agree with that. I might actually have a, uh, a scientific study of my own. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. That's going to be going on later on tonight on the News and Dirty Laundry segment with Jackie Casas. Brother, how was your week, man? Uh, my week was good, man. Uh, where did this heat come from? All of a sudden, it just got all hot. I didn't it's see. called summer, bro. It's like it's not over yet. Well, we're, still, we're still. I in did the... some catching up because, you know, being uh, uh, getting married and shit, pre- preparing for the marriage and the recovery. Um, the recovery of marriage, and <laughs> that'll never, you'll never recover. Totally, re- Anyhow, we had a lot of catching up to do at the house, and uh, I got some pretty big ass uh, cucumbers in the garden, eh? And I didn't even really pay Okay, wait a minute. I don't want to hear about you guys' poly- honeymoon. No, Charlie. You know, talking about your cucumbers in her garden. <laughs> no, Lourdes, man. Lourdes, I'm, tell them to, you know, chill out. I, hey, anyways. Too hey, much information. Anyways, yeah. Uh, it's all organic because, you know, the, as organic as I can get it, you know, I, I, I prepared that soil myself and I treated it before I planted and then I planted very carefully and I'm getting the biggest cucumbers I've ever seen in my whole life. And they're so juicy. They're a perfect base for your juice. Awesome. That's what I told her. But anyway, (laughs) so, uh, (laughs) Jackie makes a face. You know, um, uh, I had a pretty good week, but I got to tell you, it's my first week in my in uh, 17 years, oh, I should say 22 because I have a 22-year-old daughter as well, where I actually felt the empty nest syndrome. My, as you know, my, my younger daughter, Nalani, um, who is uh, 17, uh, I flew her off to college a week ago. Uh, uh, and co- and to, to Colorado. Colorado. Did you give her a bulletproof vest? Uh, <laughs> she's go- she's going to college in Colorado, and she um, I left her there, and and it's put been the a- vest on, Mija. Okay, put the vest on. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, she was gone for two weeks after on a summer vacation when uh, I sent her to Greece uh, for a graduation gift. Yeah, uh, but Greece, all she has to worry about are angry. Uh, um, uh, hairy men, angry hairy men that don't that, want to be part of the euro anymore. Anyway, so they, you know, I, I felt I missed her and everything, but now I know for the first time, brother. Let me tell you, when I dropped her off and I was driving away, and she was standing outside her dorm waving to me, just before I drove off to her, I said to her, "Mija, do you realize you're never coming home?" <laughs> and she says, "No, papi, I'm I'm I'll come home." I said, "Yeah, you'll come visit." But you're never coming home. Uh, you were doing That's the whole it. Jedi trick, huh? In, the, in his mind, he's all, party. No. Party. <laughs> you're never coming home. No. Never, <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? It's so true. Like, I, it's, it's so true, Miha, uh, Jackie. When, 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 you're, when you go through these, one of these uh, milestone moments and you're walking, like you see your daughter walking into college uh, or, or your son uh, up there doing his, his graduation speech, you literally do see them little. Like you see it in the movie. It's so true. Like little you, you up do. there. Like, really? Mi- yes. You picture them 
You really do. You remember. Right it's like, a flashback of them small. But there. Mm-hmm. It's so real. Yeah. Now, do you guys have a problem with, um, you know, men crying? Specifically, maybe something like this, which could cause that? No. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was... Emotional release? I really thought when I was in uh, Colorado with my daughter for those three days before I, dro- I left her, um, you know, we went to Walmart and we put, we purchased all the necessities and the big, bad Walmart uh, and that she needed for her dorm. And um, <laughs> as, on the last day that I was there, when I awoke... I had this feeling in my pit of my stomach like uh, like like someone had passed away and I felt really sad and and I thought that I was going to break down on the moment that I left her when you know uh-huh. cuz I was on the verge of it the whole day so finally in the afternoon when I was getting ready to leave I gave her a hug I told her I loved her I told her please call if you need anything I'm proud of you and all that stuff and I didn't. And you, you know didn't what? Didn't give her the bulletproof vest. You know what happened, bro? <laughs> I think this is what happened because raising them, as you know, as a single dad and everything, it was you know kind of sometimes it was tough. I, I never wanted them to feel stress. I never wanted them to feel like I was when I was stressed out and I was going through you know the pay, trying to pay the bills and all that other stuff. Of course not. You you got me for that. That, that protective <laughs> shit. That, <laughs> That protective <laughs> sheltering thing came up uh-huh. at the last moment. I thought I was going to break down. And so I think did you cry later? I did. Ah. It was a three-hour drive to the airport. Whoa. But then I didn't really break down until I sat down in the plane. I opened my book to read. Uh-huh. And in the book, I had one of those bookmarkers that you get, there, you, you, you get from your children's school pictures that uh-huh. has her picture on it. I forgot I had it in there. And it was a picture of her in first grade with, oh. with her Chilindina Chongos. And I opened it up, and I looked at her, and that was it. I, I couldn't hold it back. I put on my shades in the plane, <laughs> and I just kind of broke down. It was sad, man. Oh. But, um, Nalani, if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not because you never listen to Poppy's show, I rocking. love you. I miss you. I'm proud of you. Um, Rock it over there in the softball, mija. We're going to go see you. I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. Definitely going to jump on a, tra- on a train. I'll let you know. Train. We'll fly out there. Train. On a wagon trail. How's that, eh? Lourdes, <laughs> Lourdes chimes in and she goes, Jackie, Angel cries all the time. Oh, Angel, is that true? No, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, it's time for shout outs because it's shout out time right now. <laughs> Anyway, shout-outs are brought to you by Express Cuts. I'll give you a little more information on that later. First shout-out to Jacob Moreno. What's up, Holmes? Where are you flowing at next? Let me know. I want to check it out. Uh, next shout-out goes to, oh, in Santiago, Chile, Alejandra Rojas Pizarro. Thank you for listening, mija. Pisale, Pizarro. Gracias por escucharnos. Dile a todas tus amigas. Aquí estamos los cuates, eh? Uh, <laughs> Ciao! Also, a shout-out to Co- Corey Muniz. I saw you. You were great. Thank you for shooting that out to me. Also, a shout-out to all the vatos from Zapoteca Roots. What's up, Zapoteca Roots? Dude, they're releasing their CD, and they're having a CD party September 22nd. We're there, eh? But where, Holmes? <laughs> the- do you ever trip out? Nowadays, people put flyers up, and there's no location. <laughs> no, where is it? Anyhow, uh, also to the new guy at my job, Rick. Hey, Holmes, hang in there, eh? You know, disclose little information. Talk to the girls on a minimal, Holmes. Trust me. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Also, hey, Truman. Oh! Remember Truman? Yeah, I remember Truman. He's there, man. Hey, great to be in touch, Holmes. Call us, eh? 626 275 
go in and say what's up Trumano. also uh shout out to mj at mongoose entertainment got the inbox i'll check it out later shout out to linda marisol b rad brad Patty rompe cabeza, my girl Lulu. You got a shout out, bro? I do have a shout out. Go for it. I have a shout out to my lovely sisters, Linda. Happy birthday! Uh, yes, uh, Marisol. I'm glad you're watching the Republican National Convention. Oh, how boring! Keep is me that? posted when, when when I talk to you later. I love you both. Bye. There's got to be something else better on TV. Oh yeah, the off switch. Anyhow, <laughs> Express Cuts, uh, excuse me, shout outs are brought to you by Express Cuts because we have to get our hair pimped at one time or another. So go to Express Cuts at 10 420 Laura Azusa Road in the city of El Monte. You can walk in or you could call for an appointment at 626 502 That's Express Cuts. Tell them the twins sent you and get something. Get some, y'all. Choo! We'll be right back. I kind of like to be the president. So I can show you how your money is spent. Why can't we be friends? 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 Sometimes I don't. Why can't we be friends? Speak about friends. Friend us on Facebook on Twin Talk Show because we'll be your friend. You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's Garage on TwinTalkCast.com. Also on the largest internet radio network in the world. What is it, brother? It's Live365.com. Check it. Check it out. Listen, every week, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m., we broadcast live. But go to our website. Check out all our podcasts. You can stream them for free or download them. A podcast is something that was recorded, but we record it live every Tuesday, and it becomes a podcast the next day. So you could pod us and cast us any way you want. <laughs> any way you want it. Pod us and cast us also, you any can, way you want. You can call through. Pod us. Well, you can call and us. And cast us. You can call us all day. Anytime, baby. Someone was on the phone on hold. Did someone call? Anytime. Someone was on call. Anyways, you can call us. You can call us. And uh, t- on uh, at Twin Tech Show live at six two six two seven five Twin. That's six two six two seven five Twin. Eight Anytime nine four six. Eight nine four six. Anytime <laughs> during the show, they chat us up or just argue with my brother. So you know that's <laughs> what it is. No, dude, I don't argue. Eh? I flow. It's you, man. You argue. If you have a comment or want to say anything in regards to anything that we're saying in the show, including the news and dirty laundry. Give us a call at 626-275-TWIN-8946. And now, as we bring in that nice guttural beat, which signals the segment with which we like to call the News and Dirt Laundry, straight out of Telemundo and NBC, our friend, multimedia journalist, awesome, cool chick, 
my date for breakfast tomorrow morning, and the owner of a new car, (laughs) Jackie Casas. (laughs) Choo! What's up, Jackie? How's the car? It's been a week now? Uh, It's been a few weeks now, actually, now that I think about it. It's been too long. I haven't even seen it. What's up? I know. I got my placas today, so that means that I've had it for like three weeks. Placas, placas. She got her placas. For those of you who don't know, speaking <laughs> placa means the uh, the tags. Yes. Uh, but you know what? It's also in Spanish kind of used universally when you have to get some kind of paperwork done on your car. Se fue a arreglar las placas. No sé, quién sabe. It's like, oh, I'm really going to go wash my car. Oh, forget las placas. And you know, it's also the way you call the police. Llegó la pichi placa. Ya llegó la placa. <laughs> right? Uh, anyway, yeah. so um, uh, how was your week, baby? It was good. I'm was calling good. your baby. People are going to think you're my girl. It's all right. It's all right. It's they can right. think what they want. They can, they can, they can spread it. <laughs> like rumors, I meant. Like rumors. Like rumors. <laughs> like rumors. Shit, so how was your week, uh, Jackie? It was good. It was good. Weekend was too short. I'm a little like... Uh, have an allergic reaction, which I never have ever. Oh. So, or not allergic reaction, just allergies. So I'm a little. Have you been on a date lately? <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with it. She's having no. I'm not having an allergic reaction. Just allergies. <laughs> okay. I don't know if there's a difference, but people could take it differently. Allergic reaction, they might think like my whole face is all like. I'm swollen. telling you, it's the chemicals. It's just my eyes. In this, it's the chemicals in the sky right now. They eh? itch. Burn talk bit. about chemicals uh, later on in the show. We're going to have Mr. Dane Whitting- Whittington talk- Wingington talking about chemtrails. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so what's going on, my dear? All right, guys. So tonight, we start with Hurricane Isaac. Yeah. I like this song selection. <laughs> Hurricane Isaac has landed on the southern coast of Louisiana today. Sending floodwaters and fierce winds, yet some residents have decided to hunker down and wait out the storm. Did you say Isaac? Yes. Landed? Yes. Does he get like frequent fire miles and shit? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> he just kind of like <laughs> destroys. <laughs> he made <laughs> landfall. So he came from the Gulf Coast of Mexico and landed onto land. Arale. So, okay, so he landed. So he became a hurricane. Yes, he became a hurricane. He was originally a tropical storm. Even uh, He was even elevated as a tropical storm earlier this morning, but they um, um, changed up the grade to a hurricane. Isaac is a massive storm spanning nearly 200 miles from its center. Arale. About 100,000 homes and businesses have lost power already in Louisiana. So that means if it's 200 miles from its center, does that mean it's 400 miles? No, it means that from the center, it spanned out a radius of 200 miles. Okay. So, <clears throat> sorry. Many, <laughs> New- <laughs> Many New Orleans residents patiently wait for the storm to pass as we are on the eve of Hurricane Katrina's Where? seventh at that anniversary. Arena? <laughs> <laughs> They're chilling at their home. Hey, hoping- a bunch of black people are going to be angry at you, man. <laughs> They're going to think you're a racist because you didn't care about them being stuck over there. Like, oh, no, like, hey, go Bush. to the sports arena, dude. Hey, they all survived there, eh? <laughs> go to the sports arena, Holmes. That's <laughs> Mark awful. my words, eh? <laughs> They're all hoping that the city's strengthening levees will hold. Also, there was a lot of homes that were rebuilt um, to withhold uh, floodwaters. So they were created. Uh, there's this organization that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie created where they built homes that they were elevated off the floor in order to withstand like 160 mile per hour winds and also to prevent any sort of floodwaters as they did um, last time. Oh. 
Um, really? And also, That's keeping up with the Joneses. Angelina Jolie and, and Brad Pitt save, yes. saves or- New Orleans. They're like the Hollywood couple. Forget the hurricane. Let's talk about Brangelina. <laughs> They're like the Hollywood couple. I'm not even a big fan of Angelina Jolie. I could see why people like her, but I'm not all hot for her like everybody ever was. I never was. Really <laughs> and, I think Brad Pitt, and I think Brad Pitt, I, I don't know why. I could see why women think he's hot, but he's not really. If you take a good look at him, he's ugly. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, got, he got hotter for me the older he got. When he was like in uh, Thelma and Louise, I was like, eh, whatever. But now, like in his 40s, I'm like, what's up? That's you didn't like him on Legends <laughs> of the Fall when he had that long hair? No. It's no, about, how about, You know who got better looking? Uh, Tom Cruise. Because he'd got that nose job. Remember him on Risky Business? He had that big ass Jewish nose. You know nose. what? I, didn't, I don't mind Tom Cruise, but ever since he jumped on that couch of Oprah, it's just never been the same for me. <laughs> it's just never been the same. What if he just jumped on the couch and He private? was in love, eh? He was yeah. wild. He, he, like, he was cuckoo bonkers. Yeah, though. totally, totally cuckoo bonkers. So, so are these people in in the hurricane? You had path? Just, <laughs> she just made me say cuckoo bonkers. I know. <laughs> so I make men say things sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. So, is the mayor of this of New Orleans? Is he going to be telling people to? Evacuate? There are because last time he did, and he got slack for it. Right? Ray are, Nagin, he's not the mayor anymore. He's not that racist man. There are <laughs> mandatory evacuations along the coastline. There's several um, oceanfront casinos and hotels, and they have been uh, mandatory to evacuate. However, within the city, it's just a strengthened evacuation, not necessarily mandatory. Strengthened um, eva- evacuation, meaning like they strongly think that you should, they're, they're you stro- should evacuate. They're going to strong arm you. But um, it's not necessarily mandatory as of yet. Like I said, there's several residents that are still hunkering down in their home. They feel like a lot of the homes that were built by the organization and other organizations worldwide that contributed towards reinforcing their home to be able to withstand uh, super, super strong winds and flooded waters. And the strengthening levees in the city, which was like a billion, several billion dollar project, they hope will hold. (laughs) Okay. Now, if if you have one of those houses, just be safe and have your your boat ready, um, your uh, blow up doll ready. Oh God! <laughs> just just be ready to float. Okay. Just get your lanchita ready. <laughs> so here's the deal: um, uh, um, Hurricane Katrina was a Cat Three. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a Cat One. Mm-hmm. Not to impugn the size of it, it's still a, uh, hurricanes are dangerous. It's still huge. Yeah. Um, also. Um, Hurricane Katrina came in at a time where the levees were very outdated and what have you. So I have confidence that uh, uh, the, 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 the people and the cities of, along the coast are going to be okay. Yeah. But we still send them our love and our wishes. And I send much love and support to those people who are maybe stranded in that, in that arena and, and, and at the Republican National Convention because <laughs> of, the, of the damn hurricane. I feel so where, bad for where them. Where is it? Where is it happening? It's in North Carolina. Anyway. Yeah, so um, like I said, not a mandatory, but however, once it makes landfall, it loses strength. It gains its strength when it's out on the ocean. Yep. So hopefully by this point, it can just calm down. Um, Take it easy, Isaac. Calmado, Holmes. Just chill, eh? Like I said, this is the first test of the New Orleans Levy system. Um, hopefully it will be all right. A ver, we'll see. It, it was built by Arizona, so it should withstand. If it can withstand a Mexican, it can withstand Isaac. Really? Political correctness is killing us, too. They want to take the money from the hard-working man and give it to the lazy folks and don't give a damn. What the? <laughs> shame on you. 
Uh, Hurricane Isaac has not only impacted Louisiana, but also the Republican National Convention in Tampa, Florida. It's um, the 2012 RNC kicked off this week after a bit of delay from the weather conditions. Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan are nominated as the GOP's candidate of the convention. However, uh, Ron Paul made a surprise appearance and he got a nice little applause. At the Republican? That's not nice of you. No, he's independent, right? No, he's a libertarian. Libertarian? No, but of course... Because he's okay. The, the Republican National Convention. I got a library card, eh? <laughs> the way it works <laughs> like this: the Republican National <laughs> Convention. That's where all the delegates get together and they post their votes to nominate their candidate. Uh-huh. There were yeah. still many delegates. Am I correct, uh, Jackie? Yes. That were still voting to nominate or nominating is the correct. Ron thing. Paul. Ron Paul. Ron Paul has a huge following. I, I know uh, he does. He just I doesn't have Ron, the money. Ron that Paul other... is kind of a cool. I I dig his his. Uh, his way of thinking, because he's kind of outside of the box. I'm yeah. surprised he's still allowed in those circles. Because I, I would he pisses, consider him he very people off. I would consider him radical, and I think we need a real radical change. Here. I like the guy. He's just, uh, you know what? I don't think he's going to run again. I mean, he's seventy some years old, and maybe his son will. But his son is more of a Republican. His son's actually going to put put his nomination in for Mitt Romney. But you know, I've met a lot of people who are Ron Paul supporters for years now. Years. I mean, way back before one of the Bushes. And uh, uh, is that the food? Is that what is that? Is that Bubba? It food delivery. I didn't deliver. I didn't order any Did food. You order food? No. Not here. Somebody asked for food. Yeah. Yeah. Come on come in. Come on in. <laughs> come on in. Come on in. We're just getting some food <laughs> delivered to Theo Luce's garage. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Anyhow, I don't. Remember. We were talking Ron Paul's people. Ron Paul's people, one of his descendants or one of his people are going to be somewhere uh, once this you know, whole country gets off of, it, of, uh, of watching too much television, is going to wake up. Uh, what's your name, sir? Jimmy. Jimmy, are you delivering something to Liana Hernandez? You're with Feder- Federal Express? Yes. Well, you're, you're on the radio right now. You want to say hello, shout out to anybody? You can say hello. Come on. Who, okay, you're. Uh, uh, come on, get on the microphone there, ladies and gentlemen. Federal Express just showed up into Tia Luis's garage. Hey, you could just say your first name. Yeah. Eh? We don't have Jimmy. Jimmy Perez, and I, I want to send a shout out to all my friends at uh, Rampart, the Rampart Dogs in LA. All right, Rampart Dogs in Rampart Dogs. Hey, All right, man. Thank Check you, out Jimmy. the website tomorrow. It'll be up. You can listen to the shout-out. Federal Express, when it absolutely, positively has to get there overnight. Yes. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, you should come regularly. I like that. <laughs> hey, bring a six-pack next time, Holmes. <laughs> uh, Mitt Romney was the one that got, obviously, the uh, 90% of the ballots. Ron Paul came in second. He got a .3 percentage of the ballots. Really? Santor, <laughs> Rick. Rick Somebody got a .3, Angel. Oh, there's only two? <laughs> there are only two. Oh, shit. Rick Santorum got nine ballots. Bachman, Huntsman, and a couple other ones just got, like, one. Rick Santorum was my guy, man. Rick Santorum only got nine vote ballots. So, so the the only reason the most interesting man in the world didn't get it is because they didn't have his name to put it on the ballot, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Uh, like I said, the convention was delayed slightly. There was planned speeches for us of yesterday, but as Tropical Storm at that time, Tropical Storm Isaac delayed the program. So now the main speakers were, res- were scheduled to talk today. So his wife uh, was actually scheduled, and Romney, to announce him. I saw this really cute interview on the Today Show with the kids. He has five sons, and they were all saying how they were so proud of her because she has MS, and she's also a survivor of breast cancer. His wife? Yeah. So they're like, we're so proud of her because she's nervous, but she's going to do great. And she's so healthy. So I, I thought it was really cute. I may not necessarily agree with all the shit they say, but I appreciate that. Well, the, why are they so the, excited uh, that she has PMS? MS. MS. No, the thing is that she's <laughs> here's the thing, here's the deal. She got a bum rap by all the liberal <laughs> women groups because they say that she's so out of touch because she didn't raise. She's a rich woman. All she did is stay home and raise her children. First of all, it's not illegal to raise to be a, uh, a rich, and secondly, it's a tough job to raise your children. She raised five kids, and they have like twenty foster children. They've had like twenty. My goodness, foster- how yeah. do you? Oh my God. Why do you have so many? Not all at once, but they've had. <laughs> and you I know, know but still, so still hey, listen. Kids. I hate when the liberal women's groups, like National Organization of Women, impugn conservative women, especially when they're doing something like as more as 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 fulfilling and, and, and difficult about Mitt Romney, as raising right? children. Mitt Romney's wife. That's how he funded his campaigns, man. <laughs> Gosh. You get money when you have foster children, you get help. Oh, my God. That's a good That's if you need it, Mr. Mitt Romney. He didn't need it. He didn't need it. All right, moving on. It's a tax break, bro. So there you go. Republican convention. It'll go through till Thursday. That's when it'll be over. Right on, Republicans. <laughs> have fun. Hey, if... if if he could hire an illegal alien and get a tax break off of it, he would do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All right, what do we got going on Okay, next? sad days for Lance Armstrong. The U.S. anti-doping agency. <laughs> Anti-joke. Yeah, he was a joke, man. I'm against doping. Go ahead. The U.S. anti-doping agency said it will strip Lance Armstrong of his seven Tour de France titles after he declared he was finished fighting the drug charges that threatened his legacy as one of the greatest cyclists of all time. If he wouldn't have taken the drugs, it would have threatened his life. I'll tell you what. Here's the deal. Nah. What do you mean threatened his life? The guy had third stage, if not fourth stage cancer. Okay. And when you're getting cancer, the way they do it here in this is they do all these kind of drugs, uh, all kinds of drugs, and uh, and chemo and all that kind of stuff. So he must have tested for something like that. And there's no. Here's the deal. It. Did you stop to think that maybe the steroids caused the freaking cancer? Think about it, because it's 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 hormone altering and stuff, and you get heightened levels of testosterone and and all that stuff. That probably caused the cancer. And let me just say, let me just say, the man won seven. Was it seven Tour de France? Yes. Seven Tour de France. Seven of them. And he's American, and those French can't stand it. They us, couldn't eh? stand it. So, of course. But here's the deal. Of course. He stepped down. If, if it Angel, was- here's the deal. The guy is guilty because if he, he – what is it? Did he, do you have a statement, Jackie? Uh, he just said that he was uh, tired of, of – um the accusations and he says there comes a point in every man's life when he has to say enough is enough for me that time is now do you think that if you won seven tour de france angel and your 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 each one of those wins as in jeopardy as being questioned you wouldn't a man who is as competitive as him wouldn't you fight it if you were innocent the guy is guilty 
Nah, dude, I just did seven tours of France's, eh? I'm oh. fucking tired, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think the guy uh, the guy is guilty. I'm sorry. I lost respect for them, for him. Um, um, because the reason why he, did, he stopped fighting is because... Nah, he I think, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm against doping in baseball does, and all how, of that. How do they catch the dope in, in seven years and they, they finally catch it now? I mean, come on. No. Well, that's a very good point, dude. Like the the the, the doping agency claims that his um, the steroids were was a, a banned substance abuse, as well as his blood transfusions are considered uh, a, a drug enhancer for his performance. Ha, there you go, blood eh? transfusions. No, but transfusions can contain. You know, um, anything. Oh, yeah. Let Make sure that the blood that's going to be given <laughs> to me to live is all roided up so I can make sure to win another tour de France. I, would be, I don't give a fuck about living. At the, at the dialysis place, I'd be, hey, doctor, you know, you know the Hulk? Give me his blood. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> give me that Vato's uh, blood. Eh? I don't care if it's green. Eh? They uh, also have banned him uh, with, with giving him a lifetime ban of cycling so he can never cycle again. You know what I think? It's que tanto pedo, man. I, the guy, I won't, these, you know, it's it's a bureaucracy of people trying to do their job, just like or a, a job that's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Have it, and you will find it. You know, these guys, you know, the guy won seven. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have it, and you will. they will find it? Yeah. Yes, of course. Have <laughs> it, and they will find it. <laughs> no, have the bureaucracy to find crap, and you'll oh. find crap. Oh, I see. But what I'm saying is the guy... One seven, quién sabe qué, Tour de France. Yeah, but he could have been altering his. He he, he inspired uh, people. Children, yeah, but it was all adults. But it was uh, all. But it was all a farce, brother. Dude, it's if it's if it's a computer image, then it's a farce. This guy just you know, he he wants something, and why did they go? The guy him was. It was all a fake. The guy, Angel. What if your kids were growing up and they said, you know what, I want to become a baseball player, but the only way I'm going to do it is if I start taking steroids now because I got to compete. There's the only way I can compete. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone else is taking them. Put it to you this way. You, you had a shitty day at work, right? Like everyone's coming down at you at work, okay? You kick ass at work, but you're on edge. You drive home and everyone beeps at you because everyone on the road is angry. But, you, of course, you're keeping your cool and you're on edge, though. And then you get home. And you start getting shit from your twin brother, but you're keeping it cool, <laughs> but you're on edge. So you see a beer and you crack that shit open. All of a sudden, there's no edge, eh? And what's wrong with that? I perform much better. Eh? <laughs> Took the edge. Hey, Joe, out. I must admit, that was a pretty good setup. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good setup, that I must was, say. That's, that's experience, eh? <laughs> So he said that he's just over the the impact it has on his family, his charitable work. He has created a huge foundation, um, Live Strong, which is uh, for the research of cancer and for um, um, a cure. Uh-huh. So I I feel kind of bad for him. I, I I but you know what? I totally understand why he did it. At a point, at a certain point, he's been fighting. These doping charges since the nineties. He's over it. It doesn't matter to him. No, here's the deal. And it's he, not and about he's that. These, he's got, got those, about, it's no, not a, he's got these foundations that she just mentioned that are much more worthwhile than fighting a fight exactly. that you don't but need it to doesn't, fight. But it doesn't but here's the deal. The he reason why cancer. he quit the fight was because he first of all, he he put in a he, his fight was to not let even let it be brought into court. When he lost that fight, then he said, Okay, done. Because he realizes he's going to get busted if he goes to court. He's just over it, dude. He's he's, he's, he's guilty. Over it. He's guilty. 
Whether he Whatever. is guilty or not, he's over. He doesn't care. He's got much more important things to deal with. He's got his health to deal with. He's got a family to deal with. He has he's his, got his bigger, foundation. He's got bigger fists to fry. He's got man. people yeah. and parents and family and all those who to deal with who's going to say, wait a minute, my kids looked up to you. Now look at this. Whatever, dude. I'm against him. Ah, so many people crushed. I know, because <laughs> he killed somebody. Totally. <laughs> he's a murderer of hopes and dreams. <laughs> exactly. How dare you, Lance Armstrong? Oh, this is so sad. Ground controls a major tongue. Oh, all right. So this is kind of a sad, sad story, guys. American astronaut Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon, will be laid to rest during a private service this Friday in Ohio. NASA has said that they will uh, have the private service for family members and friends only. U.S. President Barack Obama has ordered American flags to be flown at Hat's staff on that day. Which day? On Friday. Our, our thoughts so, and prayers so, to the family. So they're not going to take anything. Well, they didn't catch him doping, did they? No. <laughs> Armstrong served as commander during the Apollo 11 mission, which is the first manned lunar landing mission in July 1969. He immediately rose to fame around the world for being the first man to land a craft on the moon and then the first man to step on Everybody, surface. please, an applause, really, I mean it. If you're listening right now, let's give the man an applause. Let me tell you, those were heroes. Buzz Aldrin, uh, Neil Armstrong, I can't remember the rest of them. Uh, 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 Clint Eastwood and uh, uh, was that other guy? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Listen, in all honesty, I am sad to hear that. Uh, I think that an era has going away with Neil Armstrong. What a fantastic, amazing uh, thing that he accomplished. Him and the whole space program. Yes. We, I, I feel saddened by the fact that he has gone. Uh, along with him is going away a space program because our administration does not want to fund, fund one now. And I want to say that I've been very fortunate to have met and sat down with Buzz Aldrin on more than one occasion. And he was a fantastic individual. Those men are heroes. My heart goes out to their families. He is, of course, the uh, author of the most famous, famous words in our U.S. history of that is one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. This is where he became a part of not only just U.S. history, but international history for our NASA program. Hey, some Mexican in another planet said, oh, dale, that bato almost made it over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Neil, uh, Neil Armstrong was uh, very notoriously known to be shy and kind of strayed away from the uh, limelight and attention. And yeah, it was a huge era of um, support and, and, and attention to the NASA program. However, now with the Mars rover Curiosity, which has just landed in Mars not too long ago, they are hoping with um, the attention of that and the giant success that it's achieved will maybe inspire some, um, some love towards the yes. NASA program and maybe we can get some federal funding. Or, or at least more nerdy uh, NASA guys with uh, Mohawks for Yes, Jackie. can we please come up <laughs> with some nerdy hot guys? I, th I think it's pretty cool, but, 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 <laughs> but do we really need to go to Mars? Yeah, dude. Have you seen the pictures? Amazing <laughs> pictures, dude. They have the, there's dude, like, if I want to go sightseeing, <laughs> I could go like up the five freeway. Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a music break, uh, and we we come back. What else we got going on? Uh, news and dirty laundry, Jackie. You know, I've got some updates that we had from our stories from last week, and also I still have that pot survey that I want to let you know about. Angel, what else we got going on? Uh, when we come back, we got from the United Farm Workers um, spokesperson Maria Machuca. And also uh, solar climate expert and clam troll expert, Dane Wigington. And don't forget, Stephen Showers, an angry, angry Republican. When we come back right now, a special treat, Soulful Dress, a track by Annie Selleck, who was in on our show last week on TwinTalkCast.com. Check it out. We'll be right back. Well, I'm gonna put on my dress With a slits on both the sides With that tight-fitting waist And low neckline Lord, I'm going to a party Gonna have some fun I'm gonna shake and shout Till morning comes If you wanna keep your man You better get him while you can Cause act my best When I put on my soulful dress I'm gonna put on my dress Fits me way above the knees It's gotta be cut back Spaghetti straps instead of sleeves Lord, I'm going, I'm going to a party I'm looking good I'm gonna shake everybody, shake everybody Like I knew I could All you girls don't get jealous My soulful dress Ha! Ho! What?
Selick with the track live from A Little Piece of Heaven. That's Soulful Dress. We had her last week on TwinTalkCast.com. Ah, what a treat, man. She's so sweet and just a lot of fun and pretty and... And pretty. And fun and pretty. And, and pretty. Anyways, if you want to check out that podcast, go to our webpage on TwinTalkCast.com and uh, you can stream it, download it, whatever. But anyways, I want to remind you all that you're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live every Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. on TwinTalkCast.com and on Live365.com. And we podcast on iTunes. Just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And now, special guest, right, brother? Uh, yeah. The uh, As you know, there. well, as you... I don't know if you do know, but <laughs> just in case you knew, just in case you knew. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we live in California in Southern California and uh, we're really close to the uh, Central Valley where a lot of uh, uh, farm workers, uh, a lot of the agriculture actually uh, for uh, America is. And uh, uh, and they employ a lot of farm workers, obviously, for that. And uh, uh, back in uh, 05, well, there had been uh, some illnesses due to uh, heat, and in '05, uh, Governor Schwarzenegger signed into regulations some stuff to uh, to help that out. But ever since then, it's still continued as a problem. So, because of that, uh, there's a there is a, uh, a couple of initiatives that are being uh, led by the uh, United Farm Workers of America. And uh, to tell us more about that, uh, we have a spokesperson from the United Farm Workers of America, um, Maria Machuca. Uh, can you hear that? Can you hear us? Yes. Hi, Maria. This is Jose from Twin Talk, and you're listening to Angel and Jose. Thanks for being on the show with us today. Um, my brother has a question. He'll start it off. Hi, Maria. Um, well, I, I ran into your, your article on your website, and I, I didn't realize that uh, uh, that farm workers didn't really um, have uh, um, that much rights, if you will, or were kind of being overlooked. Can you tell us a little more of uh, what this uh, uh, what's going on right now? Yes, um, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me in your show. Um, right now, the United Farm Workers is, um, is supporting two bills that – um, they're already passed in the Senate, but they will be going back to the Assembly this week to for a vote. And these two bills that we have, one of them is it's a bill that would allow farm workers to sue an employer if the employer fails to pro- comply with the law, which is providing them with water and shade when the temperatures are are, are really high. So currently, the, uh, there are some heat regulations that um, require employers to provide water and shade for farm workers once it has reached certain temperatures. Um, and but a lot of the, a lot of the employers are not doing that. So it, since those uh, heat regulations were enacted in 2005, 16 farm workers have died from heat illness. And r- this summer, just this summer, um, Kalosha, which is in charge of investigating these deaths. Um, they're investigating two farm worker deaths just this summer. Maria, why are the farm workers not able to sue already? You would think that they would. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Why, why are the farm workers not able to sue now, if necessary? Right now, uh, that's not a right the farm workers have. Right now, the only thing that they have available, the only tools that they have available, is to go to Cal OSHA 
and Kalosha is uh, the the only agency that can go and investigate. Maria, but, but why? Has, but why is this because of their legal documentation? Does that have to do with it? No, it's just because the law. There's there's not a law that allows them to sue. The only the only way that they can go and complain about lack of water or shade at their workplace is through Kalosha. And Kalosha investigates, and then they decide whether they give a fine to the employer or not. And right now, with uh, there are approximately more than, well, there are more than eighty-one thousand farms in in California, just in California, and and about four hundred and fifty thousand farm workers that move from one from one um, field to another field, and they can move from one day to to another, from one field to another. So it's very hard for Kalosha to even implement those those regulations because by the time they get to the field, sometimes they're already moved. Or they had already bought water because they heard because the employer heard that Kalosha was coming. So right now, um, farm workers don't have that right. But if this bill passes, um, it still has to go through the governor, and the governor has to sign in. But if it passes, then the the farm workers are going to have that right to sue them. Uh, um, Maria, that that's that's pretty cool. Uh, and it, it, I know for some people, it'd be kind of hard to 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 fathom that that. Uh, you know, um, this is the U.S. Uh, you know, California. We got money. We this that's like uh, third country stuff that's going on. But, but it, in actuality, it is that. Uh, I, I mean, I think you mentioned on one of our conversations that in some cases that uh, even the the penalties that uh, that a farmer would face when uh, neglecting, if you will, uh, animals, the penalties are greater than neglecting uh, a farm worker. Is that correct? Yes, and that is another bill because we have two. And the second bill also uh, imposes is going to establish criminal charges against the employers. And the reason why is because just last year we had um, we, uh, there was a case of a 17-year-old girl who died. She actually died in 2008, and the case was brought to the courts uh, last year. Uh, and this 17-year-old girl died because she wasn't provided with water and shade. And by the time they, the employer the labor contractor saw that she had collapsed. Mm-hmm. Instead of calling 911, they just sent her home. I have a question in how- regards to that. It sounds to me, because uh, let's be honest here. This is Jose, by the way. Um, you know, um, is it is it not, are we not talking about um, a, a majority of non-documented workers, or at least workers that are in through the uh, farmers' rights um to employ or whatever is that what we're talking about? And then is that why they are not being uh, and uh, uh, being treated? Well, it's a lot of a lot of it has to do with that because even even though, for example, farm worker, if a farm worker doesn't have documents, it's not likely to to say anything because they're afraid that that the immigration is going to be calling them. Or because they know that that's the only job that they can get, so they don't want to say anything. Does it bother? So, yeah. do, 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 does are you not concerned? Maybe you're not, but some people would be concerned about this. And uh, I'd, for, I'd like to just express to you that I I understand the humanity of this, but uh, on a on a wider picture, some people will will say, "Hey, wait a minute, you know, uh, here we are giving more um, rights to undocumented people." I, I don't think it's a matter of giving people rights. I think that we all humans have the right to to be treated fairly and with dignity. These people are working in the fields, picking the crops and the fruits and vegetables that we all eat, 
and that nobody else wants to do because the United Farm Workers did a campaign a couple years ago as inviting legal citizens to come to the fields and do this job and no one really showed up. I think we had like three people and they wanted to get paid benefits, relocation, and they wanted to get all this money, but they ended up not even working in the fields. So we're, ta- we're talking about a workforce that yeah might not have documents, but they're still humans and we do give water to animals right now and if a person doesn't give water to an animal, they can end up in jail. So why are we treating animals better than human beings, regardless of the papers? Maria, this is Angel. Um, uh, thank you for calling in on our show. I think that uh, I think it's a worthwhile thing to, to take a look at because, indeed, whether you're documented or not, Jose, uh, you're, you have the same rights. Uh, you should have the same rights. And uh, so, Maria, please tell our listeners what uh, what these which bills they are, uh, how they can help, and how they can you know reach you and all that kind of stuff. Yes, this week by Friday, these bills are supposed to go to the assembly. So once they go to the assembly, um, they will go to the governor, uh, and then the governor will have thirty days to take action. That means. Sign it or veto it or just let it die. Those 30 days pass and that means that basically it becomes law. But he can either veto it or sign it. So what we would want the people to do is call the governor to ask him to please sign this um, this legislation. And those uh, the, the bills are AB 2346, which is by it's, an, uh, it's a bill by Assemblywoman Betsy Butler. And then in the other bill, uh, it's AB 2676 by Assemblyman Charles Calderon. And those two bills are the ones that are being um, considered right now by the, by the State Assembly. What, what do you say, Maria, real quick, before I let you go? I do have one more question because uh, one of our listeners posted on Facebook. Um, it's, uh, she says, you can sue an employer any time. Why is there another need for another initiative? That's not true for farm workers. They cannot sue their employer. Uh, they can only sue their employer if they get fired from from their from the job because they they uh, call Kalosha, for example, and told them that there was no water. And then if the employer comes and fires them, that's the only time they can sue. But they can't sue if the employer doesn't provide them with water or shade or um, or has other. Uh, work-related uh, work violations. Maria, thank you so much for taking our call. Uh, uh, please take some water with you, and we'll tell our listeners to check out AB2346 and AB2676. Uh, we'll talk later, Maria. Thank you. Okay, Thank bye. you, Maria. Ay, oh, oh, oh. So, hey, there, here's, here's, here's the song they come with. <laughs> Here's what I got a problem with this. I got a problem with it, brother. I, I do care about the farm workers. I understand the humanity of all that. And um, I just think that, um, uh, you know, the problem with it is the ability to make, to criminalize and also to uh, to sue. Isn't it sort of a double standard, brother? Because already it's criminal to hire an illegal worker. Well, you know what? First of but, all, but but double standard. Let me finish. But they'll they'll say it's okay. You can hire us, but you gotta f- abide by these conditions, or else you're going to be criminal for not giving us water. You know what? I I don't think it's 
it's that's the way. It's a matter of perspective. It's not the way to look at it. You know, I'm gonna. You know, you have to be. Uh, you have to have a voice. If you work for somebody, indeed, you're um, under their. You know, what is it? Supervision or what have you? But if there is take a bottle of water, dude. A certain, yeah, take a bottle of water. Take I agree water. with you. I agree with you. Take but ice chips with if water. indeed there's conditions that 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 exist. That uh, that maybe an undocumented worker uh, would feel uh, threatened uh, to not say anything, but there's conditions that can harm their health. I think that we can do whatever we can to help. I and agree. There's nothing wrong with that. I agree. But when you start writing um, laws on top of laws, uh, our listener Lourdes had a very good point. Do you, you, you there, why put laws on top of all laws? I, I totally agree with you. Let but, me tell you something. But if you can't, like I say, and I, and I think that's why the the, uh, the United pro- Farm Workers. Uh, uh, exist and how it, the it problem became. with the problem with it is that because the undocumented worker is always has been and always will be we can't we can't pretend it's like a wart that I put a bandaid over it all the time it's still there you listen you so enforce let's start treating it like part of enforce who we are. the laws that exist you enforce the laws I'm that sorry exist. about the wart <laughs> <laughs> but anyways you enforce. You enforce the law that exists. You know, uh, Jaime Sanchez chimes in on Facebook. He says, "I don't see any. I don't see no gringos picking strawberries in the heat. They are necessary." Thanks for chiming in, uh, Jaime. Uh, you know what? Um, and, and he's a, he's got a good point. The problem is the problem with it, my brother, is let's enforce the laws that exist. That's the problem. Don't write laws on top of laws. We become living. We're living in a, in a, in a, in a society where we're, we're tied down with so many laws and, and codes and stuff. That it, because people don't want to enforce them. And the problem with that is that once here's here's what I believe, Angel. With all due respect to Maria uh, Machuca, but the United Farmers Farm Workers Union, in my belief, has a bigger agenda. Their agenda is to say, "Hey, look, if we can citizen, if we can." Put it on paper that these illegal, undocumented people have these rights. Then we're one step closer to making these people, you know, documented. Documented. You know, because what? because That's... because one more one more point. Because those laws exist. You know what? I Just think... enforce That's... the laws. That's an interesting way that that you put it. Um, I don't think that there's like. Uh master agenda like that i do it's but a, it's a powerful union i think it's the second most powerful union in the state i think that uh i think it's the other way around i think that the uh, people that oppose this are afraid of uh looking at our brothers and sisters of any nationality uh that are undocumented as having the same rights as we do because we're afraid they might become nationalists. Anyways, that's a very good point. I'm glad we had her on the phone because it's a very, very, it is an important, it is a very important, it has a very important topic. Indeed we do it ca- is, eh? I do care about the people out there that are dying of heat. No uvas. I do <laughs> care about the workers out there. Did I ever tell you about the undercover I did for a week? I was out there. I know. I saw that one. You, okay. you, you got an award for that and, one. And let me tell that you. That was Vietnam, man. Let me tell you something. It was, they were it was, peeing in the lettuce. <laughs> it's an, I, no, not that one. That was a different one. Oh, yeah. They were that one, too. Yeah. Oh, the one over in San Diego? In San Diego. They lived in, ha- in Shanty. But County. I've been there. They live in the bush, dude. Yes, they do. And I was out there undercover, and I was out there living in the bush with them. But the point is they're undocumented workers, and that's what we're talking about. Maybe they don't need to be hiring they're, undocumented workers. They're brothers and sisters that need a job. And maybe, That's what I'm talking hey, about. Hey, you know what? 
So why is the United Farm Workers saying it's okay to break the law and hire illegal workers, but don't break the law and make them work in the sun? Anyways, <laughs> great conversation. Now it's time to go back to uh, Jackie with the news and the dirty laundry. We got a little bit more news and dirty laundry, right, Jackie? You know, George Lopez has a funny joke that he says when you piss off the Mexicans, that's when E. coli comes out of our spinach <laughs> and salmonella of our mangoes. Because we're like, oh, yeah, you don't like us because we're illegal? Well, toma. And then he <laughs> rubs the toma. spinach on your ass and stuff. <laughs> Here, get E. coli, fuckers. <laughs> Anywho, all right, so moving on. A swarm of earthquakes have hit Southern California. About 300 small to moderate quakes were registered within a span of only two days. They were felt as far out as Arizona and Northern Mexico. What is this beat? I like that. The swarm originated from a small farming town called Brawley, which is in California. It's about 30 miles north of the Mexican border. Geophysicists say it, the swarm was unusual, however, not rare. And here at Twin Talk, we always like to, you know, we like to list, look out for our listeners and, and give you some, some, some help. So we're here to give you some tips to prepare for an earthquake. Earthquake tips. Housequake. <laughs> okay, so here's the that this this co- this swarm of quakes was in Brawley. You know what I know about Brawley? What the, the cholas call it Brawley. I okay. So tip number one. Okay, so these tips are before an earthquake hits. Make sure you check your home for potential hazards such as things that can topple over or cause injury. And. Uh, Okay, of course, eh? Right. So anything that falls on you, right? For example, secure your televisions, your bookshelves, and other heavy furniture to the wall. And your toys. And your And don't toys. sleep naked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should. Uh, did, you, did, did I tell you that story? No. <laughs> okay, in, uh, in the 90s, there was a earthquake. Um, He's going to uh, tell it differently. Early okay. 90s, late 80s, I think. I was... Uh, I sleep naked. Okay. I was at my mom's house. Uh-huh. What an awesome earthquake! Do that you was. always sleep naked? I always ju- no. Really? I always sleep naked. Really? Cold or hot weather? Mm, it's Jose. It's more comfortable. Baby. Yeah. Easy access, baby. I bet. Ooh. <laughs> I don't need to fumble it with nothing. Don't need to mess around with nothing. Just uh, roll on over. Okay. So there's an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> so Check it out. So I'm laying so in bed. Wait. wait. First of all, I'm laying in bed, and I'll let you finish. I'm laying in bed. The earth, sh- the house quakes. Wait a minute. Housequake, the housequakes, uh-huh. and so of course I sit up for a second, and you always like we do in California. We we wait for a few seconds to see how big it's going to be because mm-hmm. we don't want to bother our sleep. Yeah, especially if we're naked. If it's like a three point two, whatever. Whatever, dude. Even a four four pointer. So we kept She's shaking. Latina, whatever. So we kept shaking, and what happened? So I jumped out of bed and I did what they tell us to do, and I stand on the threshold, uh-huh. you know, holding the yeah, and, and the and the doorway, <laughs> and I stood on mine, which was right across from his. And my mom's running up and down, up and up down and the down hall. the aisle between us. Up and down the hall saying, Hey, the, the, the earthquake, no, it's terremoto, terremoto. Going back and forth. And, she, and, 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 that was, and, and every that, time she went by my brother, she's like, Earthquake, aye. Earthquake, aye. Earthquake, aye. You're embellishing, brother. Because my mom did It's so true. No. Were you like. No, he's embellishing. Dude. I was like, yeah, mom, aye. <laughs> it's even funnier if I tell you the truth. Okay, what okay, happened? Okay, the truth is, my mom didn't say nothing. She just ran up and down the dark hallway as the house shook. And when the house stopped shaking, as they inevitably do in the earthquakes, rather quickly. So you didn't grab anything. You're just <laughs> grabbing onto yeah. the, okay. Yeah, Not even grabbing anything. Jackie's thinking about grabbing something. Okay. 
No, I didn't grab. Not thinking like a pillow or like a, <laughs> no, a I, sheet. Oh, I thought you meant my jewels. <laughs> well, that too. I mean, you know, so protect I, it. I'm grabbing the the, the, the threshold. The house Angel, stops were shaking. you looking? Were you sizing up? <laughs> I, I try not to look. You're like, I really am the bigger twin. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what happened? Afterward, um, we, uh, you know, the next morning, you know, we're sitting down having breakfast. My mom's serving all of us breakfast. We're sitting at the breakfast table. My dad, my brother, and I, and everybody. My mom's sitting there just serving <laughs> with tortilla after tortilla and everything. And then she just says, mijo. And I said, what, mama? Put clothes on at night. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> no, she said cochino. No, she didn't. Yeah, that's it's funnier. She when said cochino. Ah, that's too funny. Earthquake, cochino. Earthquake, <laughs> cochino. <laughs> Temblor, cochino. Ay. Anyway, so uh, earthquake tip number. Uh, put some clothes on. Yes. Also, use special hooks to secure any photos and art to your walls. And most importantly, plan and rehearse with your family where you can seek cover during shaking in each room of your home. Have a fig leaf in, in, in hand. Yes. Now, during an earthquake, always drop cover and hold on. Get low to avoid anything that's falling. Find a sturdy desk or table to seek cover and hold on to it while you're covering your head with your other arm. Nah, man, just get your hyena and run, eh? <laughs> get out of there, eh? I thought you to say, like, get your hyena to put, like, over you and <laughs> cover you. <laughs> if there are no tables, find an interior wall that is not near any heavy furniture or any near uh, glass picture frames, windows, or under light fixtures. Scoot down and cover your head. If you are outside, find an open Or scoot area. down, put your head between your legs, and kiss your ass goodbye. Oh, that's awful. No, these are tips. To make sure you're okay. If outside, find an open area away from buildings, trees, or any sort of and overhead. Yes, any sort of overhead utility wires. Sit down and cover your head. After an earthquake, check your home for potential hazards, such as if you smell gas, turn it off at the valve and make sure there aren't any yes. spills of any sort of liquids where you can easily slip on and injure yourself. I have my earthquake kit. We have ours. I don't have one. Yeah. Water, uh, you know, first aid, canned foods, all that stuff. I have all those things just spread out all over my house. So I have uh, a first aid kit. I have water. I have a bat, too. <laughs> In case some bitches want to, like, jack my transportation or something. I had a bat, too. That's all I was grabbing. Just have enough ice <laughs> in the ice chest, eh? <laughs> all right, next tip. All right. How many well, more we got? That's it. That's all the tips we got. Nice. So just make sure you take care of your... Possible injuries, po- potential hazards, and be safe. And, of course, have a earthquake kit. Have your earthquake kit. What else now? That would have been to make sense, right? Okay, so I've got some updates from you. These are from last week's stories. Of course, if you tuned in, you would know that I warned anybody who head out to Yosemite. Well, guess what? 1,700 of you may have been exposed to that deadly Hanta virus. Whoa, 1,700 yes, people? Yes, last week I reported Since that... There was one person who died as of last week's story. Now there is a report of a second person that has died contacting the hantavirus. And now Yosemite National Park officials are warning 1,700 people who visited the park between mid-June and late August that are at risk of contracting that hantavirus. Well, that's 7,200 people that don't listen to Twin Talk. (laughs) Right. This is, of course, that rodent-borne disease that um, we were kind of talking about that could come out of the poop or the hair. Or uh, the claws gross. out of rodents. Gross. Yuck. 
Isn't that gross? So um, officials advise that they seek medical attention if they feel any flu-like symptoms that can be associated with the virus. This is in Yosemite? Yes, this is at Yosemite National Park. Once again, this is if you were at the park between mid-June to the end of August. Well, stay out of that joint. Hand, yeah. hand sanitizer. I, I, I warned you, Yosemite visitors, keep a lookout. Officials say a total of four people appear to have contracted the disease. However, only two people have been reported dead. All right. So listen. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. You will stay on top of the hantavirus and not step on rat poop or whatever it is. To <laughs> also, uh, a story that I spoke about last week as well that was in Yosemite of that boy that was um, those two boys that were swept down and one body was still missing. They found the body um, too bad. at the uh, bottom of the Merced River. Uh, a, spokes, a park spokesman said that the body was found wedged under a large boulder about oh, 50 man. yards downriver from where he went missing. The two boys were swept away, of course, earlier in August on a popular but treacherous stretch of the river on the Mist Trail. Hikers received the body of the older brother, the 10-year-old brother, that same day about 150 yards downstream from where the family entered the water. This is, of course, the 60-year-old younger brother of, um, of the older one that was found. Wow. So at least the family can have some kind of closure. We have a, um, you know, we send them love and, uh, and much, uh, you know, support in spirit. I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, you know what? Right now we're going to move on to our next guest on the our next topic, and then we're going to come back to news on Dirty Laundry. What's up, brother? Oh, that's pretty messed up. But anyway, the... Uh uh, right now, as we said, we uh, we uh, we have solar and uh, climate expert and chemtrail expert uh, on the phone right now. But first, we're going to go uh, to a, a sound. Uh, what do you call it? A sound clip? A clip. A clip. A audio from, clip. Uh, from the movie. Why the heck are they spraying? And we'll be back with our guest. So let's say we were doing geoengineering because we wanted to make uh, the weather a little bit better. There will be monsoon failures during that period. There will be huge hurricanes. The global studies indicate there will be some impact on precipitation patterns. It might involve large-scale regional agricultural disruption lasting a number of years. Potentially, two billion people could have their food disrupted by such interventions. That the aerosols can, at least in these model simulations or indicated by these simulations, can offset most climate change in most places most of the time for both precipitation and runoff. But it's likely to cause some damage in some places. Oh, the eerie echo. Some damage in some places. <laughs> Put on some sunscreen. <laughs> Anyhow, that's the, uh, the movie, uh, Why the Heck Are They Spraying?, uh, which uh, uh, it's a pretty compelling uh, documentary on, on chemtrails, which is uh, not contrails. And uh, <laughs> to tell us more about it is a solar and climate expert and now also a chemtrail expert. He's been uh, uh, researching this for years and is uh, uh, featured in this movie and uh, a featured speaker uh, in these circles. Please welcome uh, Dane Wigington. Are you there, Dane? Having me. Oh, how you doing, Dane? Thanks so much to, for being on the on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. Just so you'll know the, our voices. I'm Jose, and I'm Angel. Well, I I, 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 I just got to say, um, can you explain to our listeners what the difference between a contrail and a chemtrail is, please? A contrail is vapor, Jose, and it 
It doesn't remain in the atmosphere. And, and this is, would be comparable to your breath on a cold day. When you exhale and you have uh, a little bit of mist, you know, your, your vapor that is visible on a cold day, you don't walk down the street and have a big trail behind you where that's still hanging around in the air. That's a condensation trail. Geoengineering, which is the scientific term for what's going on in the skies above us, is the global atmospheric modification programs that are being conducted by at least all the NATO powers, Russia and China. People haven't heard about these programs. Um, they've been done very covertly, but now that these programs have caused global drought, devastated our crops, when people start paying 15 bucks for a box of cornflakes, they're going to start caring. And so, uh, so perhaps the uh, the these uh, global uh, atmospheric modification people uh, were not Republicans, and they sent the Hurricane Isaac over to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, um, again, the scope and scale of these programs is is almost beyond belief. And if if people don't think these things are real, weather modification has a very long history. It's all recorded. People can research this themselves. It goes back about 50 years. The United States was so successful at weather modification in Vietnam, Project Popeye is what, it's, what it was called, that in, in 1976, the United Nations banned weather modifications in wartime. On any given year, um, there's 100 to 150 publicized programs in the continental U.S., but these uh, covert programs are much, much larger, and people wonder why ADD, Alzheimer's, autism, asthma, everything's going off the charts because we're all sucking in aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, and I'm not shooting from the hip. I mean, we've done dozens of lab tests in Northern California alone at the state's lab, massive amounts of aluminum, barium, strontium, and, and the effects of these metals are well documented. So this is a very slow, sickening process that, you know, whether that's an intended consequence or not, I, I can't really know or comment on that, but we've got more than enough lab tests, hundreds from across the globe, uh, these materials are falling on us. These are the same materials named in geoengineering patents. And uh, now you have Monsanto engineering their aluminum-resistant crops and drought-resistant crops just in time to save us from the, the massive devastation that's been caused by these programs because people think weather modification is making it rain. In fact, the opposite is true. When you Dave, the that, atmosphere. that brings me to my next question because I wanted yeah. to ask you, uh, just so our listeners will know, we're talking about those trails in the sky that look like the what jets the jets that are live are being uh, that jets it? jets are leaving. Wait a minute, he just said it. That jets are leaving behind. My question is, why, if if they're altering the weather, you would assume that it's being done for the positive, but it's causing all these negative effects of the weather, like drought and what have you. Why are they doing this then? Well, again, it's it's uh, if that was uh, you, Jose, it's it's like the 1850s rancher that uh, cuts the stream off, you know on the upside and uh, droughts out the guy downstream and buys his ranch for pennies on dollar. And that's exactly what's happening right now around the globe. The small farmers droughted off his land, big ag and Monsanto buys it up. And, uh, you know, that, that writing is easy to see. It sounds There's like also- all trails, all trails, le- no pun intended, all trails lead to Monsanto. Uh, <laughs> I, I got I to gotta say, um, I'm, where's, where's the connection in that, uh, Dane? Uh, how is Monsanto uh, uh, connected on this? Uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're behind the programs. I'm simply saying they're one of the um, disaster capitalists that are that are um, well, trying to profit off these programs. But there's a military strategic purpose. There's documents called "Owning the Weather" by the U.S. military. And again, 
these programs are quite well documented. If people want to, again, you mentioned the movie, Why in the World Are They Spring? And that's at whyintheworldarethespring.com. It goes into great detail. And also the website, geoengineeringwatch.org. People can find more data than they bargained for because these programs are decimating our health, decimating the climate. Um, you know, the, the global impact is far beyond what most people could imagine. This is not an environmental issue. Dane, this is the issue. Dane, Dane can you, um, for like the novices or people that never heard of it or just knew like me, what is it doing? How, uh, what is, what are the effects? You know, cut it down. I mean. Okay. This is, this is aircraft spraying. Um, reflective metallic particulates into the atmosphere for a number of reasons. There's a lot of uh, purposes behind this, but with these long trails you see, this is not condensation trail. These are particulates, and they fall down to ground level where we all breathe them in. They're very small, 10 nanometers according to the patent. So they're so small, they go right through your lung lining into your bloodstream where they adhere to cell receptors. That's, again, why all of these aluminum-related ailments are going through the roof. And, and um, you know, if people understood they were breathing this stuff, uh, Angel and Jose, they would care. Well, so um, I, I just keep going back to the why. Um, uh, you say that they're made to alter the weather, are they? but they're also altering our agriculture. Is that a byproduct, or is that also another one of their uh, intentions? You know, what we can say is that we have we post satellite imagery every day of, for example, the spraying that's going on over the oceans. Even when you don't see them overhead, doesn't mean it's not being done. It is being done. We post satellite imagery. Spray trails are very visible. And when they spray upstream, as I described with the rancher cutting off the stream, that stops rainfall, period. The science is very clear on that. So uh, certainly they know what they're doing, and they're doing it anyway. So we can only conclude that there is an intent to do this, and control the food supply, perhaps. It certainly seems uh, an agenda that's been mentioned by, you know, uh, many in the power elite, and certainly we have Monsanto capitalizing on it. So, again, that's only one agenda. Um, the stated purpose is to slow global warming, but in fact, these programs worsen global warming. So, why are they doing it? And and again, a lot of that data has gone into on the film. Why in the world are they spraying? And that, uh, and the filmmakers, if people buy a copy of that film, um, that the intentionally filmmakers did not copyright it so that people can make more copies. It helps the filmmaker to continue this work if they buy one copy, but then they can make as many copies as they want. And for people that are skeptical of this, uh, to hand them a copy of that and let them watch it usually will convince most people. Well, it does sound like there's a leftist agenda here, since after all, if that's true, uh, it's so timely that there's a hurricane uh, crashing into the Republican National Convention as we speak. <laughs> yeah, there, there is. But, you know, even with that hurricane... Um, the, the U.S. instituted its hurricane suppression program after the 0506 season. So we see on satellite a lot of spraying going on over even that event, which that hurricane should have been a Category 5. The circulation is huge. It's only a Category 1. So and we have uh, lots of satellite data imagery of them spraying over these storms. All the, all the reasons they're doing this would be impossible for us to say, but we can say it's going on. We can say these trails are filled with toxic particulates, and we're all breathing that. And it's definitely cutting down on global rainfall. The globe is encased in drought, and the science is clear. The spraying causes drought. People can research that science for themselves. The data is there. So, they go, so where do they go? What can we do? The only way this is going to, going to go forward and, and, and these programs can be stopped is for people to, sh to share with other people so that all the population knows. 
there is no chance through legislation. I've been in high-level EPA meetings in California EPA office in Sacramento, arranged by congressional rep. The system is bought, sold, and paid for. I've been in Barbara Boxer's office. I, I might as well have gone in an outhouse and banged my head on the wall. <laughs> I, I, I've been in uh, agency offices from water quality to uh, air quality. The system is completely rigged from bottom to top, period. When the population knows and people in the military families find out what, what their sons and daughters are participating in, certainly we have a lot of good people in the military, but they, they don't know what they're up to. You know, when they fly around, I talked to a KC-135 pilot. He has no idea what he's doing up there. Mm. Once they know, perhaps they'll refuse to participate in, in, in poisoning their own children as well. And, and again, as diabolical as this sounds, the bottom line is the metal's falling on us. It's, it matches the patents exactly. It's not coming from China. Air quality studies have proven that. And, and certainly can only be connected to these programs, and it, it's enough metal to cause ADD, Alzheimer's, autism to go off the charts. If we're not sick now, we're going to be all sick pretty soon if we keep breathing this, and that's the fact of the matter. You have scientists speaking out on this issue. If people research, they'll find statements from scientists and researchers. Thank you, Dane. Thank you, Dane. Please tell our listeners where they could find you and more uh, information. Okay. Uh, again, two tools in the tool chest. Uh, why in the world are they spraying? Why in the world are they spraying.com? and a website that's updated very frequently, geoengineeringwatch.org. Thanks, Dane. That's Dane Wigington, uh, solar climate and chemtrail expert. Thanks for calling in on our show, man. All right, Thanks, Dane. guys. Have a good night. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Take care. Man. Take care. All right, when we come back on the phone, we're going to have an angry Republican. An angry Republican to the point that, he, <laughs> They're all angry, that he's eh? calling Mitt Romney <laughs> a racist. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. Thanks for standing by and enjoying that rock and roll song. Hey, dude, I kept saying the name of that documentary wrong. The name of the documentary is Why in the World Are They Spring? Uh, that was Dane Wigington and from that's that why, movie. That's why he corrected you. Don't you remember? He did. He did a good job. But I just wanted <laughs> to say, why in the world are they spring? It's a compelling 
compelling film. So when you're sitting out the, outside with your kids and you look up at those trails up in the sky, you might be poisoning your kid. Yeah, the kids will be like, I see a moose. <laughs> I see a, a, a cloud. I see a GMO. Anyway, on the on the phone with us now, uh, an angry Republican, Mr. Stephen Showers from. Uh, They're he, all angry, Jose. <laughs> Mr. Stephen Showers lately has been in the news uh, in uh, the Newberry Park area in Southern California because he posted a sign that's about 14 feet tall and it's it puts out about a million lumens of lights and uh, of neon light and the sign says "Save the GOP Romney's racist heart dot." And on the phone with us right now, Mr. Stephen Showers. Mr. Showers, this is Jose from Twin Talk. Uh, thanks for being on the radio with us. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate being here. First of all, um, I was there this morning, and uh, thank you so much for being so hospitable with us this morning. Uh, the sign you put up, um, you have a very nice house. I, I mean that, a very nice house. Uh, beautiful, was that a pepper tree in the front? Uh, nice, quiet neighborhood. But the sign, I must say, is pretty atrocious. Does that bother you? What's atrocious? The sign is so atrocious. I mean, n- n- forget the message for a second, but the fact that it just sits there in front of your front yard and, and just plastered in front of that, it's like uh, King Kong's footprint. Yeah, well, it was, it was designed to be a very mon- monumental looking. It what? wasn't designed to be a uh, yard ornament uh, oh, or so- a landscape ornament. Uh, but it's it was designed a, to get attention. Well, it has. Uh, you've had several uh, television stations and newspapers at your house. Hey, Stephen, as well as, I, Stephen I could have, uh, I could have gotten my homies, and they could have spray canned it on, uh, on, <laughs> on the wall, on the wall, somewhere, eh? <laughs> But mm-hmm. uh, uh, it has achieved uh, that because you've had local news and uh, newspapers there, and also the city has knocked on your door. Tell us about that. The city is what? The, the city has knocked on your door as well. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, they have. Uh, what, they have. Tell us about that. Well, uh, our county uh, code enforcement office is getting a lot of complaints from uh, the local neighbors. Uh, I don't know if the characteri- characterization of a lot of complaints is right, but they're getting complaints, and uh, they have to act on those complaints. And uh, they're going through their code books with a fine-tooth comb to see if they can find something to uh, uh, use as a law enforcement mechanism to, to take this down. So. Uh, Mr. Showers, uh, the sign is pretty bright. Is, uh, what is the nature of the complaints? that Have they told you? No, they have to keep those complaints private. Hey, Mr. Showers, I'm looking at a picture of that sign. Hey, did you do that yourself, eh? Yes, I built that myself. It took about four weeks. Oh, right on, eh? Make I, one for our show. I built, <laughs> yeah, I, I built it. I built it in my garage workshop. Now, um, the sign for, for our listeners is uh, I posted a photograph of that sign on our Facebook on Twin Talk Show. The sign says Romney's Racist dot com. Will you explain what that means, uh, Mr. Showers? Well, it's designed as an information portal to that website, RomneysRacesHeart.com. You can reach it as one word, Romney's Racist Heart, or you can put a dash in between each one of those words, and you'll reach that website, and that website documents the fact that Romney adheres to a white supremacist, anti-black, racist ideology that's at the center of Mormon doctrine. Now, it's all documented right there on that website, and I thought I needed to get that information out. 
Mr. Showers, when we spoke this morning, you said that you didn't know much about the Mormon religion until Romney came into the picture and you did some research. And now you are, uh, uh, am I correct in saying that you are a Republican? And that yes. you, you're, you said that your intentions are to save the Republican Party. <laughs> Please explain that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know that events have gotten a little bit ahead of us now that uh, Romney has actually got the nomination. Right. So, so the ground has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, what's done is done. I, they, they've done the deal. They've uh, made the big mistake. Uh, uh, they didn't listen, and uh, so I'm I'm sort of in a. So what are you gonna do with the sign oh, now, Steve? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of in a reassessment mode right now, <laughs> but but you know I'm looking forward, and um, I think that um, I put all the, all this work into it, and I feel very strongly that the people have to know that uh, at the center of Romney's heart is a white supremacist, anti-black, now, I racist wanted, ideology. It, it takes some and of the, I, oh, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I believe very strongly that that disqualifies him as to sit in the seat of the chief law enforcement officer of the United States as the president. Now, I really believe he, that I really believe that you have I really believe your noble intentions, uh, Mr. Showers, uh, based on what you said, uh, the vibe I got from you. Uh, I think that you're very uh, uh, noble in, in trying to uh, convey to the American people your beliefs that Mr. Romney is a racist and a white supremacist. And um, but but do you don't you think that given the situation, given the fact that you are a member of the Republican Party and that we're running up a we that the Republican Party is running up against a pretty heavy candidate and Mr. Uh, the incumbent pres uh, the President Obama that you may be causing the Republican Party a little bit more uh, damage than help. Well, I'm not really concerned about that. I think the truth is primary here. The truth is the, the largest priority, and it uh, it trumps uh, party and partisan interest. Hey, Steve, uh, this is Angel. You know, I think you could yes. you could save the sign. You know, change some of the letters up, and it could say Roey's rack and heart. <laughs> Roey's rack and heart. Well, <laughs> well I'll. I'll I'll think about that. You know, I'll definitely consider that. That's a good way. It's that's sustainable sign. It's it's thinking green. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the glass is that is flexible. The glass tube. So um, I don't think hey, it can't be adjusted. Hey, Stephen, uh, this is Angel again. Where's Newberry yes. Park at? Where Where's Newberry Park? <laughs> it's at the uh, western end of the Canal Valley. That's out near uh, Thousand Oaks. It's past Thousand Oaks. Oh, you're close by. It's uh, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's about five miles past Thousand Oaks, and I, it's just before you drop down the grade into the Oxnard Plain and Camarillo and stuff. I thought this was a blue state. Wasn't this a blue state? It is a blue state, but this is a but Newberry Park is pretty conservative. Now, Mr. Showers, uh, we were talking this morning, and I remember you saying that you were you were convinced that Mitt Romney, whether he got the nomination or not, is not going to win the presidency, and that that's true, and that. Even if he won the nomination, you were not going to take that sign down. Now, do those two things still t- stand true to you? Uh, a tentative answer, yes. yes. To both? I, I think, I, I think, yeah. I think that I'm going to uh, continue on with my campaign um, 
to uh, educate the American people regarding the uh, white supremacist, anti-black racist ideology of the Center of Mormon Doctrine that Romney wants to carry into the White House. And I think I want to be helpful in making sure that he doesn't get elected. Hey, Steve, this is Angel again. Yes. Hey, how tall is that sign, eh? Well, they say 14 feet, but I think it's 14 feet off of the street level. Uh-huh. The actual sign itself, the structure, is 9 feet. Uh, let me explain. I was it, there. I saw it. How high is it off of sea level? <laughs> well, it's, it's 14 feet off the, the street level. You know, it's just on a little hill. Can you see that in one of your pictures? I, no, Actually, I can I was, see the, the, the top of it. I was there. It's a damn nice sign, eh? I was there this morning, and it is. Okay, let me just tell you what Mr. Showers did, bro. Okay, first of all, it's a really pretty Did house. You pull out the Windex when the cameraman got there. It's, it's a pretty, it's a really pretty house, ranch style home in a nice neighborhood. Yellow house with white trim, nice tree, a beautiful American flag, and a, and a lighthouse a structure in the front. And um, uh, the lawn is nicely manicured and everything. That the windows are clean. Na- you name it. But the man dug up his driveway. And used the dirt from his driveway and built a hill that is probably four foot tall off the street yeah. level. And then the structure's on top of that. Hold on, dude. You right. put a lot of heart into it, eh? I think, that you, I think what you've done is the equivalent of, 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 of a burning cross to, for the <laughs> Republican National, uh, for the Republicans. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's an interesting analogy, yeah. Uh, now, now, Mr. Showers, what, um, yeah. what have your neighbors told you uh, uh, personally? Well, I'm not getting face-to-face uh, comments, except from one neighbor. What did so. your neighbor say? Because it's Ventura County, that's why, eh? <laughs> yeah. If yeah. it was over well, here, they're, we'd they're... be like, You're... <laughs> what's going on? What did the neighbors say? Well, one neighbor doesn't like it. So Can you quote the neighbor, please? <laughs> you don't have to say their name. Can you quote him? Yeah. Uh, well, I think he's worried about the traffic. Um and, uh, uh, you mean the news media? Because I was there at three thirty in the morning <laughs> with my generator running. Did you guys really arrive at three thirty? It was actually more like four thirty in the morning. <laughs> I did arrive. Yes, we did, arrived at four thirty in the morning. Uh, they I, saw you. They saw you in your pajamas, Mister Showers. <laughs> and we were there at four thirty morning. I'm surprised you didn't hear the generator running outside. No. But yeah. Anyway, you were very hospitable, and and uh, I must say that. Um, while I may, I may disagree, uh, actually, I don't know enough of Mr. Romney to say whether or not he's a racist, but do you think it's fair enough to say that um, there are many religions, um, you can name it, that have uh, certain creeds and tenets that are ancient and they're probably outdated? And is it not fair to say that many people that are now believers and followers of their faith don't necessarily adhere to those tenets? And Mr. Mitt Romney uh, uh, may be one of them? Well, no, I don't think that's correct. If uh, he uh, did not adhere to him, he'd say that publicly. He's had plenty of opportunity to uh, renounce. Well, no one's many, asked him. Many... No one's asked him. Oh, yes, they have. Yes, they have. They've asked him about the um, racism. Yeah, Tim Tim Russert uh, interviewed him back in 2007, gave him a great opportunity to back away from the, the racist doctrine in the Mormon Church. And he he responded... Uh, I love my faith, and I'm not going to do anything to uh, back away from my faith. Hey, Steve, do you so, do you care to say what your faith is? I'm Christian. I'm a follower of uh, the teachings of Jesus Christ. 
Hey, Stephen. I Does just, this have anything to do then with the fact that the many Christians believe that the uh, Mormon religion is really a cult? Well, I'm focused on the racism issue. Um, this is this is a man that wants to get wants to sit in the uh, office of the president. He's going to have uh, law enforcement responsibilities in the civil rights area, and this this particular belief structure. Um, will basically corrupt his judgment in that regard. So I got I got qualified. You're starting to sound you really are starting to sound with all due respect, you're starting to sound like a democrat. Because the democrats <laughs> well, really because the democrats are well, always bringing up the race card, are they not? Um well, maybe there's some good common ground here, some bipartisan common ground. I here. think you're doing. You know, I think you're doing. I think you're doing like our governor Schwarzenegger did. You're flip flopping on us. You, sh- you turn coat. Hey, Steve, I, don't listen to my brother. I want you to know that we posted a picture of your sign on our Facebook Twin Talk Show, and uh, one of our listeners posted true. Another of our listeners says Stephen Showers is a dork, but I like him. <laughs> So, well, that's great. Yes, dude. So, you know, don't listen to my brother. Our listeners like you, brother. Mr. Showers, I believe that uh, you have a noble intention, and I appreciate that. I think more Americans should have the balls that you do to do something like this, and I mean that sincerely. Um, you got uh, some balls. Because too many people are afraid of political. I'm tired of political correctness. I'm tired of people being afraid to speak because they're afraid of uh, of being, um, you know, um, uh, admonished or or, or, or whatever by their uh, peers. I think that the yeah. fact that you're zealous uh, about this and you're passionate about it, that is uh, admirable. I may disagree, though. Well, I appreciate it, but I think it's good. it would be good for the nation if we all focused on this and came to an agreement on this, that, that uh, this particular ideology isn't uh, fitting for the White House. I think we can agree with that, and I think that would be a good piece of common ground between the Democrat and the Republican Party. Hey, send Mitt Romney to Arizona, eh? (laughs) One more thing I have to say, and it's more of a commentary than it is a question, but I'd like you to respond to it. I've always, I've always, uh, it always bothered me when uh, I heard the left uh, describe or or, um, criticize uh, George W. Bush, which is one of the best presidents we've had in a long, long time, for being a Christian and the fact that he is a Christian and that the fact that he's a Christian would uh, would somehow influence his decisions uh, over policy uh, domestically and abroad. And now you're doing the same thing in regards to Mitt Romney, uh, uh, the candidate. Well, uh, there's a distinct difference between Christianity and Mormonism. So there you go. So it is about Christianity. It is about the well, religion. It isn't about racism. It's about religion, then. Well, it's about racism. It's, it's about racism. It's focused on racism. Okay. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about an ideology where the, uh, a would-be president believes that uh, black people have been cursed by God with black skin because of a degenerate character. Yeah, and that is, on the, that is in the Mormon book. Uh, but I got to say, we have a black president. For goodness sake! <laughs> Maybe that's why he's running yeah, against them. <laughs> And, and what do you think Romney's thinking when he stands in front of Obama? Here's, uh, here's a guy that's been cursed by God with, with, with black skin because of his degenerate character. That's, that's what hey, he's thinking in his heart. Hey, that's a good point, because if he was running against a white man, he probably wouldn't win, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's probably thinking he's going to win. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
He's not going to win this one. <laughs> well, there are a lot of things in the Bible that say, for instance, that you should stone your wife if she cheats on you. Uh, and, the, and, that, and I'm talking about the well, Christian Old Testament and uh, things like uh, a lot of things like, like that. Build a, build and, a and neon there, sign for, against racists. And there's a thing in the Quran that you, you should kill the infidel. Does that mean if we had a Muslim president, Obama, that he shouldn't be a, a president because of his, uh, his, his, his belief in, in killing the infidel? Well, if he believed that, well, that, um, that's what I'm saying. Do you are you I sure think Obama would be Obama would be smart enough to simply stand up and repudiate uh, any connection with 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 an ideology like you that? You sound like you that's really sound hard. like a Democrat. Now you're def- you're defending Obama. This is getting more interesting by the second. Dude, you keep putting him on the corner, bro. No, I just it's think like, I, you, I think you it's a very, you lead him to these questions, and he's being very careful. And, and, and his answers, and then you're just leading him to those answers. And I'm not make, leading him. I'm asking him a question. You're making him sound like a Democrat. I'm not. He to sounds me, like I don't a Democrat. Know the between a Democrat. First of all, a Republican because Democrats always pull the race card. They're, they're, all the same. they're always pulling the race card. Left and right pulling Everybody the race card. Everybody pulls a race card. No, the Republicans eh? don't. Well, they'll pull another card, eh? Well, you know, they'll pull the green card. You know they pull, they pull the green card. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. You know what I'm learning from this? What are, what's that? I, I, I think that I, I think that there's a very uh, strong current of racial insensitivity, at least in the Republican Party. I disagree. Um, I think uh, I, I dis- You know what? With, I'm with, finding with, it. I'm seeing it. With all due respect, with all due respect, sir, I vehemently disagree with it. We're talking about the Republican Party, born uh, by the great emancipator Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> the, That's the, right. de- the Democrats. The Democratic Party, which started the KKK, for goodness sake, uh, I really disagree with you in that. I just think that that we're too, too people are too worried about political correctness and too worried. You know what? There and in, in America now, I see more reverse racism against white people like yourself than I do against uh, uh, the minority. Jose. More and more. Well, that's that's going to change with Romney. That that perception is going to change. Hallelujah. Because this this guy carries uh, white supremacist anti-black ideology and how about, into the race. How about and George? That's going to come forward. How about George W. Bush's grandfather, who was a a, a, a Nazi or something like that, wasn't he? How about well, that? He Did didn't that bother you? Yeah, but His he has. But but don't you think that your uh, your grandfather, who's two generations away, is going to influence you more than John Smith, who's like a you know thousand uh, uh, two hundred years away? Isn't he going to influence? You know what I'm saying? I have my well, I have my mind focused on the fact that Romney has poured millions and millions and millions of dollars into the into financing the distribution of this racist ideology across the planet. He's done that in his life right here and right now. He's got the money, puts it on the table, gives it to the church. They they uh, promote this uh, this racist ideology. I mean, it's an active distribution, an active propaganda campaign that he finances for his whole life. Hey, Steve, this is Angel. I just got one yes. thing to say, Holmes. Spray can, eh? <laughs> I know where you could get some firme tips and some firme colors, Holmes. It would have been cheaper. <laughs> Mr. Showers, I really appreciate this discourse. Yes. You've been, you've been, it's been a very healthy debate. I again, I, re, I <laughs> healthy re, for you, eh? I reiterate that I appreciate <laughs> your, I appreciate your zealousness. I will continue to uh, to follow your your campaign, um, and uh, I hope that uh, okay. you got I, a new fan, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Please uh, give us a call Great. sometime. 
and let our listeners know where they can find your information that you wish to uh, disseminate out there. Well, that's RomneysRacistHeart.com. And that's simple. There you go. Or Rowie's Rack. <laughs> okay, Mr. Showers, thanks so much for calling uh, Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We really appreciate you. I hope to see you at the election booths. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, brother. <laughs> Okay, that was a good conversation. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, he's a really nice guy. We yeah, gotta, you conversed very well, Zay. But I got <laughs> to tell you, um, um, he's, he really Jose, sounds like a freaking Jose's Democrat. All, Jose's all like, Jose's all, uh, uh, am I giving a good d- debate or am I just happy to see you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, You're so giving now, a good debate, I guess. So now we're going back to a little more news and dirty laundry with Jackie Casas. What's that? That was a lovely combo right there. Very exciting. I like Mr. Showers. Thanks for calling in, Mr. <laughs> Showers. It was pretty good. He was good. Yeah. I, I, listen, hold on. Oh, that song's called Pope. Oh, okay. I thought it said Ho. <laughs> so here's the deal. Hey, just don't. Please don't. Dude, we're using. Dude. Dude, don't do that, dude. Okay. I think he's going to do it more. The more you tell him no. Okay, so back from te- from Telemundo and News and Dirty Laundry, uh, Miss Jackie, with News and Dirty Laundry, Jackie Casas. Okay, guys. So a Roman Catholic archbishop-elect issued an apology this week for his drunk driving arrest over the weekend. (laughs) The San Franciscan archbishop-elect said he bought shame and disgrace on himself and the church. Salvatore Cordialone, that's his name, was arrested. (laughs) Cordialone. Sounds like the Corleone. Right. He was arrested at a drunk driving checkpoint near San Diego State University in Southern California. Was he drinking the wine from the pulpit? I don't know. You know what? He's just said that to be, you know, publicly correct. But, you know, they always get a you little You mean, you mean politically correct. Yeah. He says after <laughs> failing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. But, you know, the Padres, they, they get drunk all the time, eh? Don't you remember that? <laughs> I know. that's <laughs> they, not a guess. My dad used to the drink with the Padrecitos. Yeah, the really? Padrecitos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. My dad used to have like, the... My dad was a... He was an altar boy. He was raised uh, for 12 years. Yeah, but... He's painted in one of the cathedrals in Mexico. But right? when we were growing up, we go really to those. On the wall. But is. we go to those backyard uh, retreats, and the padre would sit down, and he'd come to the parties, and he'd sit down and have a drink with my dad. He'd have a, his own bottle on the table, a little flask. Well, after failing a breath test at the checkpoint, he was arrested and booked into county jail. He then posted bail for about twenty five hundred dollars. Corleone said he was driving home after having dinner with his mother and so, friends. So was the cop a Mormon or something? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because any any Mexican that would stop a padre and he's all fucked up, they'd be all like, "Okay, padrecito, let me take you home, eh?" The 56-year-old priest is now bishop of Oakland and is set to be installed as San Francisco Archbishop October 4th. He is set to appear in court October 9th, which is right after, and <laughs> he was selected to be the San Francisco Archbishop by Pope Benedict. Cordial- oh, Pope Benedict himself! Yes, isn't that a an omelet? <laughs> that's, no, that's the Pope. 
not eggs benedict pope benedict yes is the pope's name the benedict i mean is the pope's the, his name is benedict is benedict pope? Yes. yeah i thought it was john paul he no, died he died a couple years ago he died more than a couple wait years a ago. second doesn't the pope get the same name every time no pope? Paul, John oh, Paul the good, first, oh, good point. John Paul the second. Good point. No, they John don't. Paul the third. No, that's a very good point. I always but, but make no. good points. No, that, that was just so good point, right? but no. That was just a fad. Like after the hurricane, Andrew, they named all their kids Andrew. Just a fad. Okay. Uh, San Diego police said Cordelon was cooperative during the arrest and did not seek any special privileges. He said, "Mira, tú, tu compadres, tu policía, vayas en la chingada." <laughs> And kiss my ring while you're at it. <laughs> I just think it's funny. This kid, I wonder if he was wearing his like Pope gear, and well, he's like Pope gear. Yeah, oh, the Archbishop he, wears that big. And he was sagging it the too. He had the cone head hat. Right? He had it on backwards. There you go. All right, guys. I have a new pot study for you guys. This new study finds that those who start a pot habit early are likely to lose some brain power in adulthood. Angel. <laughs> Pot-dependent adults who take up the habit later on are not as hard hit. So as these uh, youngins approach their 40th birthday, adults who smoke marijuana early and often in life face a higher likelihood of shearing off IQ points and performing more poorly on tests of reasoning, attention, and memory than those who smoke pot I less got, often. You know what? I, You know, this test, the memory one I can vouch for. <laughs> but let me tell you. How about going showing up late every time? Let me every tell you that, that we all lose brain cells uh, doing things like drinking, hangovers, debating. Oh, come on. Okay. We're losing brain cells while we're doing it. So, of course, you know, target a demographic and their lifestyle and find out which brain cells they're losing. That's all this is. Well, this study established <laughs> the uh, marijuana's neuropsychological effects over time by tracking a group of children that were born in New Zealand for 38 years. So from the time of their birth in 1972, 1973, they underwent testing from the earliest of their ages when they were 13 before they had any pot until they were 38. 48. 38. So did they all no, smoke pot? Did they all smoke yes. pot? Yes, they were they were um, they were either declared to have a pattern of regular or ongoing use of cannabis or cannabis or classified as cannabis dependent. Well, you know, an IQ uh, which test means addicted. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say addicted, but dependent in the sense that it was a regular, everyday Addicted. Thing. Well, you know, addicted, hey, they say it. Hold on. It's addicted. What do you mean a dependent? What do you mean? Wait a second. That means addicted. There's, they people, they need there's people that drink soda every day. Yeah, and they're addicted to it. Okay. There you have it. It's addiction. So? <laughs> so what's your point? My point is call it what it I is. I feel like addictive. <laughs> then why? You know, call it what it is. You, I think addictive can be have like a negative connotation. It is like when you get drug when you, addiction. When you, I agree with you. But when alcohol addiction. I agree with you on that. But let's not get off task. Let's go back. No, no. To let's this go IQ back to test. if you're dependent. Well, because it, it's you're a little addicted. bit different versus like a drug addiction. Because a drug How? addiction, you need the drug to function. Wait, like wait. Your body but is weed a is a narcotic. It's a drug. It's it's not a narcotic. It's a narcotic. Just because of the. The uh, government says it's not. It's a narcotic. a narcotic. It's it's an herb. 
Weed is an herb. It's that a narcotic. Is true. Weed and, is an herb. And, and if you drink an too much beer, an opium is a flower and it's a hallucinogen. If you drink too much beer, like say you drink a lot of beer and no alcohol, because we know what alcohol, too much alcohol does to you, then you get too much yeast and then you get gluten uh, allergies and all that kind of shit. What's the, what's the, what's that have to do with the addiction? The point is there's nothing wrong with the, the marijuana or the alcohol or anything. It's the way that we... That's real stupid. <laughs> it's our lifestyle, our relationship too. But let's go back to the idea. You keep going back to the relationship, the relationship to the it's, herb. It's not about the, the the marijuana. It's how you classify it and how you negative it, negative whatever you say, and the relationship <laughs> and the fear. That's your word. It's the fear that you have of it. It's the fear. If it's you the if you get if you give away the fear and you become one with it, you'll understand me, Jose. It's yeah, absolutely because you can't see when you're scared. What did you say? Did you say and synapses or neurons? What did you say? Cognitive function. There you go. Okay. When you lose your cognitive func- function, that means you don't recognize fear. <laughs> Things like fear. So well, you're less likely there, to be afraid of a there is that There indeed lies the chillness in <laughs> the herb. Indeed. And that's why it's been deemed a narcotic by uh, the government. And it's been what I've been saying over and over again. If we had a nation that had a positive relationship with the herb, then we would have a nation that would not be at war, okay, and and uh, a positive relationship. You mean just uh, high, uh, high. A positive relationship high. with the herb. Then we would not be fear mongers and and scared and sending our kids to other countries to to fight wars well, or too scared to buy this product or to not buy that product or to have it have us at odds with each other to where they're spraying stuff and causing GMO things. That's why. So just get high. The the no. I'm not saying just get high. I'm just saying that that's the, that our society. Uh, is what was that 60 saying get high and tune out or something like that no it uh you know watch tv and tune out no that was a 60 you know, saying they get, get high the tune out fear thing it's it's just a okay know. go back to the list I'll say back it again, to Jackie it's your relationship with the herb eh? Jackie do you have a relationship with the herb I, d- I don't. So, I don't have but, a relationship but, with the herb. But you're defending it. You're saying it's not a, a really because a drug. It's, but it but, may, but it may not necessarily be for me, but it maybe could be for other people. And I don't – I, like I said, there's a negative connotation with addiction, and it's different than being so addicted you, to pop versus being addicted to alcohol or But drugs. it's an addiction. But it can be compared to like an Why addiction to like soda or – so because it doesn't do harm because because soda only gives you maybe diabetes and well I mean and, and it obviously does obesity. cause it obviously does cause some any but sort of cause addiction because you're, you're talking about it right now you have a list talking about it's it it affects your brain you're talking about it right now. Ilze, so you know what I'm why saying? You, why you keep interrupting her? No, because I'm trying to get to the point. No, the point your is, point. You're trying to get yes, her, get her I, to your point. Exactly. Again. Yes, that's my point. It's your. I'm point. I'm getting to the point. The point is, if it's an addiction uh-huh. like soda, mm-hmm. then soda just makes you overweight and give you diabetes. It right? You. What do you mean? It just makes you okay, overweight? But it's okay to lose brain cells and all whatever you're talking no, you about. You know what else that. it does? You know what else it does? It it's okay. That's okay, right? I'm saying it can be compared to the scale of addiction as soda. Losing as brain cells is not a big deal? No, I'm saying in the scale versus to alcohol and drugs, which with drugs, you can die within your first within your first acid trip or LSD or whatever the fuck. But you know what? So mortality is the gauge Jose. that you go by. Mortality. Not the fact that you're killing your brain well, cells and all of a sudden your cognitive. Well, you could die from soda addiction, but I don't think you can die from weed addiction. Yeah, but, but so that's what I'm asking you. Your mortality 
is the way you I gauge it. I can't use it as a gauge because I can't compare it on the same level. Jose, Jose, let me just say that it can be, it can, you know, the, the scale of using it with drug addicted with other things. The thing about marijuana addiction, if indeed it's an addiction, it's not f profitable. Because if you're addicted to soda, you get sick and you go to and you go to the doctors and you get all these drugs. Okay, same thing with any other kind of addictions. Marijuana keeps you from going to war. It keeps you from being. It actually, makes clears your mind. So if if you're not if you're not cognitive, in other words, if you're not being able to be brainwashed by the fear mongers. Okay, whatever. I really love that word. Then let's go on. Let's move on from no, that. No, no, Charlie, no. Then, then, <laughs> see? Let's move on. See, there you go. You're scared again. No, I'm not. It's just, I'm not. It's just the same, same, ba the same You're scared thing. Again. The same thing over and over again. On to the next one. Don't be a Don't fear monger. Let's kick it. Okay. Ice. Critical ice in the Arctic Ocean melted to record low levels this sweltering summer, and that can make weather more extreme far away from the poles. The National Snow and Ice Data... So don't go vote. <laughs> the National Snow and Ice Data Center reported that the extent of Arctic sea ice shrank to 1.58 million square miles and is likely to melt more in the coming weeks. That breaks the old record of 1.61 million square miles, which was set five years ago in 2007. No ice skating over there, man. <laughs> ice is shrinking. Feet, Are you on that whole global warming tip too, my dear? Global warming? Hey, this is this is just the news that I'm reporting. This is this what's going on. I'm glad you brought up the global warming tip. Oh, no. Because uh, the global warming tip that you brought up is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Let me tell you. This global warming thing is not real. I it, agree with you. It's Yay. Not real. But I it's, agree. But it's for it's for the uh, it's for uh, one world domination. I agree with you on that as well. You agree with that? Yes. Okay. And so is so is the uh, narcotic. I think we need to end the show because we just agreed. So is over. The, Done. No more twin talk. And so is the narcotizing of marijuana. Okay. Oh. Uh, Let's Never go back. Mind. Hold on. Let's go back to Vanilla. I bust a left and I'm heading to the next block. The block was dead, yo. So I continue to A1A. Why does every white girl love this song? Look at right White girls love this song, dude. Every white girl I know knows the lyrics to this song. Because Vanilla is white. White. <laughs> He's a cracker. Just like all the white guys know, play that funky music, white boy. Can I just tell you something? Vanilla Ice got a bum rap, dude. Remember when he was in Arsenio Hall and Arsenio Hall dissed him, Angel? No. He did? Oh, man, catch it on YouTube. He dissed him? Oh, yeah, because poor Vanilla, he was like 19 years old, huge, huge success, and he was getting dissed by all the black rappers because he wasn't legit, and he bit that beat from Queen. Yeah. Well, what was This the, one right here. But what is every rap song? They're all bit. They're all bit. What was the first rap song? So. Rapper's Delight. Bit by Good Good Times. Remember the song Good Times? Was it? Yeah. So they're all bit. But they gave him crap, and he was in Arsenio Hall, and Arsenio talked shit to him. He wasn't a, a, a gracious host. Hey, I um, was angry at him. Arsenio was the biggest uh, bite there was. He, anyway. He bit that show from uh, Joan Rivers. I'm going to try to get him on our show and talk to him about yes, that. Yes, I agree with you. I've been trying on. to get him on our show. All right. Uh, is that it, Jackie? Uh, you got more on that ice thing. No, I just wanted to mention that the um, data center says that usually the Arctic reaches its minimum in mid-September, 
and then it starts refreezing, so we're about a month early. So of course there are claims that this is a due to global warming, this is due to emission of greenhouse gases, but that is also a factor of um, natural natural issues like a storm that chewed up a significant amount of ice earlier There you go, it's just month. a big storm. So, but we are at a, at a record minimum a month in advance before they are usually there. So just a heads up, and your Arctic ice is melting, guys. Don't tell the local water and power, eh? They're going to put the bill <laughs> up again, eh? They get every excuse and put it up. That's true. That's all that I have tonight, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Casas with the news and dirty laundry. Thank you, Jackie. Awesome job. When we come back, we're going to have Angel with this chill lounge. In the meantime, a little more ice, baby. Yo, man, let's get out of here. Word to your mother. You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And uh, we thank you all for listening. And now we've gotten to that. Thanks for listening to Twin Talk and Sometimes Angel. And, uh, or Twin Talk with Jose and Sometimes Angel. And now we've because got. Because Jose's really busy making his point through you. And now we've got to that point of the show we call Angel's Chill Lounge. Tired of that same old talk radio? Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Be back. It's not you, it's not me, it's us. Chill, one love.
All that set up for that? There you go, Holmes. And that is another edition of my brother's rather condensed and abbreviated version of the Chill Lounge. And thank you once again for listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com. Hey, and what an awesome show. I want to say, uh, we want to say thanks to our guests that we had today. We had from the United Farm Workers, a spokesperson, Maria Machuca. And also solar and climate and chemtrail expert, Mr. Dane Wigington. Make sure you check out that uh, movie, uh, Why they in the World Are They Spraying? And we had a mad, angry, pissed-off, sign-making Republican. Mr. Stephen Showers, who put up a huge uh, sign touting Mitt Romney as a racist. (laughs) And the name of the sign, or his website, is MittRomneysRacistHeart.com. I got to tell you, you see it all in Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. You see it all. Indeed. And also, Jackie Casas. Yeah, Jackie Casas with the News and Dirty Laundry. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. A fantastic version, I must say, of News and Dirty Laundry. Thank you for keeping us abreast of it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you for keeping the breasts. (laughs) Always. Shoo! Uh, Jackie (laughs) is the bomb with the breasts on the show, even though today she didn't talk breasts. But uh, to that end, here's a track for Jackie. And with that, we say good night. Good night, everybody. Gotta have boobs if you want to impress tycoons and roofs. You need boobs to fill out a sweater. You need two, but three might be better. And that's one in the back for dancing. Do, 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 do. You gotta be stacked hey you gotta be grouped individually packed for with boobs you can start a romance off make a man stand right up and take his hat off i know it doesn't rhyme ducky but it does keep me legitimate to make a bull for the earth and mutter Even a cow has to show her udders You gotta have boobs B-O-O-B-S Some push them up Some stick them out And some keep them flapping in the breeze Some tie them down Because if they don't They would hang down to their knees just to tease You've got to have boobies If you want men to offer diamonds and rubies Why, even a tennis player would knock his balls out over the net For a chick who fills each cup until it falls out Big, small, or medium, or oversized Got that flavor and it's homogenized. You gotta have boobs. B O O B S. Now, some have enough, and some have too much, and some like me could stand a whole lot more. Some are like watermelons, and some are like grapes, and some are like. 
making knobs upon the door. What's your score? You've gotta be filled. Two fried eggs will never grab him like grapefruits will. And they're both breakfast foods. But listen, girls, don't try to fool your lover. Remember, he can go to Goodyear if he wants rubber. Some men are leg men and some are behind men. But if he's a boobs man, even a blind man will find him. You gotta have boobs. B-O-O-B-S You think it's easy to write songs like this? Lots of research. Just think if all us girls had boobies with fluoridation We could take the cavities out of the whole donation A nibble a day keeps the dentist away Altacockers like big knockers This goes over great in Israel You've gotta have boobs, so be kind to your flat-chested friend. Tomorrow she may be bigger than you are. You start out with A cup and wind up with E cup. Silicone's a girl. 